0: Bell, 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 bell,
1: I've seen some pretty shitty situations in my life. But nothing has ever sucked more ass than this.
0: 23 of the 2015 offseason. This is show 187. Today we're going to talk about fantasy football team focuses. And we're going to do it in the AFC. So good times. We're going to go through AFC East, West, North, South. All those good divisions. And talk about all the different teams. We're going to try and keep this thing at, at, at a good 10 minutes per team. Good luck, Pyros. But, um, you know, we'll do our best just so we're not sitting here for uh, forever. We, as usual, I got Houdini to the left of me, Stag Party across the way from me, Dogmatica to my right. I'm D Rex. We are Pyromaniac.com, and we're really glad you're listening to the show. We're uh, going to talk about some Pyro promos throughout the show. There's plenty of new uh, news and information happening around the NFL that we'll probably touch upon. But let's, for the fact, Fact of just trying to keep this show concise and hit 16 teams uh, in a window that doesn't go too long. Let's get right into it. And uh, basically, we're going to talk some camp notes. We're going to talk a lot of good stuff. And uh, dog, I'll let you kind of lead off with the AFC East, um, and that will start with the New York. Start with the New York Jets. Uh, there's a big running back battle in in New York with the Jets with
2: the, those guys. Uh, what do you guys have to say uh, about it? Well, I guess I, I don't know. It's the the Jets are going to be the Jets again, okay? I mean, they don't have great quarterback play. They're going to let Geno Smith uh, play for a while. They they want to see what's going to happen there with Geno Smith. I think that's I think actually that's a no brainer. I mean, it's okay that they have Ryan Fitzpatrick there to to uh, you know pick up the slack in case uh, Smith falls on his ass and they got to get rid of him after the year but they're going to they want to see what Gino's all about. I mean, they drafted him, you know, it was a—I mean, it was a second rounder, but he was the first quarterback taken I think, yeah. in that draft. They they got to find out exactly what they have, especially since they just drafted Bryce Petty this year. So, uh, that's going to be a, a big one to find out.
3: We'll see second to EJ Manuel. That's oh, yeah. yeah,
2: that's right. He, okay. That he was, was just like a, a bad
3: QB. Yeah, yeah it wasn't bad was a bad QB, there was really but I agree with you that the Jets are going to be the Jets, and they're going to focus on the run game. And with Todd Bowles taking over as head coach, this defense is something I'm looking for in fantasy. Uh, they've got you know the corner who's going to shut it down in Darrell Rivas, and then they've got the corner who's going to pick it off and Antonio Cromartie. They've got the headhunter at strong safety, which you like, uh, from a fantasy defense. And then they've got that stout front line. Now, if they could just find an ed- edge rusher, this would be an elite, elite team. Uh, in terms of a fantasy defense, you know, also, depending on what shakes out with their return game, if they let Devin Smith, you know, return some kickoffs and or punt returns, or if they stick with the, you know, solid but not, you know, flashy, you
2: know, Jeremy Kirtley. What's I mean, what's ex- extremely interesting about this team is they actually have uh, great weapons in the passing game, finally. I mean, with a, a Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker out there running on the sides, either, you know, Curly and you got Devin Smith, obviously that's, that's kind of big. Um, but when it, I mean, and Jason Morrow obviously has something going on. He's, he's actually going to be more of an H-back type of guy this year. Cumberland's uh, just fine as well. Uh, but it's that running back situation that I think is the biggest question mark at this point. They have three guys that are basically the same. In Chris Ivory, Zach Stacy, and, and Stevon Ridley, who's starting the year off on the NFI. Um, Ivory will take the reins to start. If Ridley gets healthy, who knows that Zach Stacy is really mediocre as is. And Bilal Powell is going to be their third down back. What comes out of that, I, I really don't know. I, I, I really couldn't tell you right now. I think Ivory comes out of it on top, and he'll probably be the workhorse for a while. But Ridley is just as good as he is, if not better, for, for sure, in my eyes. And if he actually gets healthy, he could put
4: his uh, foot forward, too. What you get out of there is a ball of confusion. Yeah. And, and from a fantasy standpoint, it's, it's not great, you know, because you don't know who's going to be toting the rock there. You, the one thing that you do know is this, though. If you're, if you're stuck, and, and I would say I agree that Chris Ivory probably has the, the, the best chance Uh, to to be the leader of the pack there. And I think Ridley's one of these guys that I have a a good suspicion that he probably goes undrafted in a lot of leagues. He should. Um, And Ivory's going to be a guy that, and if you're able to maybe, if you're having to grab a running back and you're looking in 12, 13-round range, maybe that's where you would want to grab Ivory. I really don't want to grab him any earlier than that. But I like the identity for him if you can get him low because this team is going to be built around defense. It is going to be built around the running game, but the running game has, as you said, all these wide receivers around there to help it finally. Yeah. And now Geno is the big question. And again, if you're looking at Geno, in my opinion, I just, I, I, I don't, I, I, I like that he has the weapons there. Uh, I just, unless you're in a super deep league, I, there's just no reason to draft him.
3: What, what do you think about Ivory, you know, overall, is he being undervalued? Is he being overvalued? He's currently being drafted, like, running back 37 and ninety-eighth overall. So I still think at that point, you can get a little bit of value out of him. What do you think, I think
2: I think he is undervalued. Uh, he, I think he's a lot better than people think he is. Um, I've always thought he, he's a lot better than people think he is. Um, I think he, tell me if I'm wrong on this, this is off the top of my head, I think he put up the 18th most amount of fancy points last year. Uh, in the entire league. That's, that's pretty darn impressive. Some are in that range, at least. It was 18, 19, something like that. Um, he's proven that he can actually carry the load and, and do it relatively well. But there's nothing extremely special about him. And uh, they don't really have anything that's extremely special on their team when it comes to the running back position. So it's kind of an open uh, book right now. You're figuring out what's going on. You'll get to the plot once it gets to, you know, the fourth, fifth week. If Ivory's been taking the reins up till then,
4: it's probably a pretty boring book, and they'll probably uh, switch to Ridley. That's that's my guess. Yeah, you know, this is just not—it's not a real exciting fantasy team, to
2: be honest. No, not not with Geno Smith in there. I think when Ryan Fitzpatrick gets in there, which I think he inevitably will get in there, I think it makes it a little more exciting. He's definitely a, a. a better passer. But he, I mean, he could definitely get the ball out to those guys.
4: He's at least a professional quarterback. Yes, he, he knows what he knows how to run an offense. Yeah. So, uh, the thing that I look at is too when you're asking Stags about, are was Ivory being overvalued or undervalued? I wonder more, especially with this team too, with those wide receivers. Where are people valuing Eric Decker and and Brandon Marshall? Because. The funny thing last year, I want to say that Eric Decker was a guy that who went from the high-powered Denver offense and came to, to New York, and where if you go to our ADP ROI tab on the Draft Kit, I want to say that he like finished dead exactly where he was drafted. Yes, He's, yeah, so, you're right.
3: I mean, you're absolutely right there. But the thing is, that was all on like a week 17, 200 yard right. performance. Uh, besides that, he's pretty pedestrian all season. Yes, he was battling through injuries and bad quarterback play and all those sort of things. But he's pretty pedestrian. Uh, he's currently being drafted at wide receiver 42 uh, for Decker, and then Marshall's being drafted as wide receiver 26. I don't know that this offense can sustain you know, two top 40-type receivers I think they're going to be more focused on you know the run game. I think Ivory's a little bit undervalued. I like Ivory about like running back thirty. When, when you're getting to that range, I think he's got potential. The thing is, you know, when he didn't score last season, he was not a double digit fantasy performer. So you, you, it's either touchdown or bust with him. So in best ball leagues, you're probably getting more value out of him than you are in regular leagues, trying to guess when he's going to score those touchdowns. But you know, Changelly has a History of doing more with less at the running back or at the quarterback position, you know, between Cordell Stewart and Ryan Fitzpatrick previously, uh, but he runs a sort of spread type of offense a little bit, an NFL type of spread offense, to where he gets the ball out to his playmakers in space. So you got to think that maybe this offense will be a little bit improved off the of last year.
2: That's why I think that Ivory has a chance to return better value on where he's being drafted at this point, because you're going to get. They're going to get the ball out to Marshall Air, and he's a chain mover. I mean, he's a guy who, who, who can get you those yards just to get the chains moving. They didn't have that so much last year. You know, I mean, Decker, uh, sure, he was on the team, but he wasn't used. Uh, I don't know. if he, he was used the right way. It's just they didn't have anybody really throwing it to him. They didn't have anybody to uh, play on the other side to draw anything away from him. Now that they have Brandon Marshall, it makes it a little bit different. They're going to get the ball out to him. Curly's still curly. You might not get that much. But Devin Smith uh, you know, lengthens the field a little bit. I think that they'll move the chain a little bit better this year, even though it's still going to be a run-based offense. They're going to move the chains better, which puts Ivory in a better position to score touchdowns when it comes down to it down the red zone.
4: I think what you're also going to find is that they're going to be in a lot of sloppy games, right? Yeah. Their defense is going to be able to create turnovers, to put pressure on. The way that they, they really do need that, that, that edge rush. I mean they are going to shut down whatever running game the opponents have. With, with uh, Leonard Williams now coming in there, it's like this is going to be one stout run defense, stopping defense. So when you look at it this way, the way that I kind of, Figured that the season's going to kind of go, or games are going to go, where they're going to be sloppy, not high scoring, not going to be a ton of touchdowns. You're going to get where they stop the, the opponent, they get the ball back, they're going to have a lot of three and outs, or they're going to have one first down and then have to punt the ball. So you're going to get inconsistency on that offense. Um, which the scary part, the good part is, is why it's Ivory still makes sense to me as a, as, a, as a later flyer to take a chance on, is because that defense is not going to let games get away from them where they then have to rely solely on the passing game.
3: And Bilal Powell playing in the passing game, which we don't know anything about. Uh, you know, They keep touting him as a highly you know, very good third down back. I just haven't seen it. Like, is he, He's passed anybody's eye test as of yet. And then you got to think, I just don't want any part of that passing game at this moment. And then different things like that. Besides Ivory, I don't think that there's any Jet that's going to end up on my
2: team. Last thing, and then we're moving on to another team. If this says anything, we've gone through a couple drafts, few drafts now. I don't think we've ever, I don't think we've drafted a jet. Yet.
0: I don't think we've discussed. A we jet haven't even discussed jet. a jet yet. Yeah.
2: So that says it all to me.
0: Quick question: I'll ask uh, whoever wants to answer it. The uh, third wide receiver battle: uh, rookie uh, Devin Smith out of Oklahoma State going up against a guy in Jeremy Curley. It's been around for a while and has had his moments. Um, who wins that?
3: The Ohio State product in uh, Devin Smith. He's. He can. He's an elite field stretcher. Uh, David T. Thomas liked him as one of his like top five wide receivers. Yeah. He catches one of the prettiest deep balls in the game. He, over the shoulder catch. The guy's an animal. So as long as they provide him, you know, the opportunity to do what he does well, you know, he should win that battle. Curly's more of a,
4: you know, Wes Welker type underneath i just say, if you're thinking about drafting Jets offensive players...
1: If I'd known I was going to have to put up with a bunch of screaming brats pissing on my lap for 30 days out of the year, I would have killed myself a long time ago. Come to think of it, I still might.
0: <laughs> uh, good stuff. All right, well, as usual, the New England... We'll move on from the Jets. The New England Patriots, always a lot of news happened with them. I read today they've upheld, you know, obviously the Brady... Delio and the Patriots are mad. They're gonna take it out on the league this year, and all oh, this posturing. And I'm probably the only one that likes the Patriots and, and Brady here. Um, I was happy as ecstatic. Let me say ecstatic when they won that Super Bowl because I don't like the Seattle Seahawks. But uh, Brady gone four games, and they're saying that uh,
4: the league should watch out because they're gonna play it. They're gonna do it with their games and on the field. I'm not I'm not a huge New England fan, but I'm a fan of Robert Kraft today because the person who I despise most in the NFL right now is Roger Goodell. With all of his inconsistencies and the way that he doesn't really have any sense, there's no rhyme or reason to the lot of the rulings that he did. And I don't know, Kraft just came out today. This is where he, yeah, I don't know if you, if you saw this. He said... If I had known uh, the way that this was going to unfold, I never would have uh, accepted the punishments that they levied on our team. Uh, there was like, basically, it's like he basically said, "I have no faith in the NFL right now." So that's an owner coming out and saying, "You don't." That's that's pretty. Uh, but still, he, that's, was, he was buddy-buddy with Goodell, and he's now he's. I, I
2: think that in support. We should all just break our phones and go get new ones. <laughs> but they're saying, "Yeah, we're not going to
0: go into that whole deal." But yeah. that's a good call. Good call. Um, Oops! Oops! Oh, yeah, <laughs> t- t- the toilet?
2: No way!
0: I changed them up. G- every G- once in a while. Giselle, what are you doing with the phone in there? I love the way they're like uh, when they were talking about it being uh, the suspension being. Oh, a meme I saw was If Brady had smashed the phone over Giselle's head He only would have gotten two games (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one Uh, But uh, obviously another um, Now we'll get to that guy when we're talking about his team But uh, suspension upheld Uh, Let's talk quickly Brady's still going high in every draft We're we're happening I don't know if they were thinking it was going to get lowered And now that changes But Brady is going high
2: Actually I think it was the best thing uh, for Tom Brady owners, uh, because he'll take it to the courts, and it won't be settled yeah. for a long time, and he'll play every game this year. You think so? I, I definitely this think so. This
4: happened, it. We, we had to mentioned before, it was uh, <laughs> one of the Minnesota players that happened to her because he it's going to be in federal court, so once it's in federal court, they're going to be able to have it. Was as that necessary. the guy that did the Wizenator? No, it wasn't Ontario <laughs> Smith. It wasn't Ontario <laughs> Smith. Was that like Kevin
3: Williams? Yes,
4: it was Kevin Williams, yes. And then he ended up retiring before the case actually even got settled. Hmm. So, this should let you to know, especially since it's in federal court, I wouldn't necessarily be so worried about Brady. But if you do draft him, obviously you're going to need to to address the fact that you're going to have the potential for a four-game miss.
3: I mean, you have to draft another quarterback if you draft Tom Brady. Plain and simple, you have to know that going in. You need two roster spots for a QB. You don't really have any other options. The thing is, the league filed the first injunction, or... You know, filed for the first injunction. So I don't know what's going to happen there. You know, it might not go directly to. He might never get into a court because they filed first. You know, one of the, it's one of those legal things that I'm going to stay out of because it's way over my head.
4: The le- that we. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Well, the NFLPA is filing for him today. So if, that's, if yeah. you were staying out of things that were
0: over your head, you'd be out of a lot more things than, than you are.
4: Yep. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just confuse the shit out of me. I'm having a battle. Well, fair day. Fair day. There we
1: go. Yep. Next. I, can
0: get
1: insurance. <laughs> I said next, god damn it. This is not the DMV, all right? Move it along.
3: I think he was talking about my height. <laughs> like, I, I like the tall girls, so I, I guess I should stay on that one.
2: <laughs> they're all tall to you, man. But... <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Love hey. it, love it.
0: Um, quick question I've got for you guys is uh, do you take Garofalo?
4: I don't do take like Jimmy G- like G- In- Garofalo, but, uh, you know, Garofalo... Like yeah.
0: Garoppolo. Garoppolo.
4: <laughs> yeah. She wasn't that funny. Yeah. I, 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 I never thought her right to that I, funny.
0: I wish we had it written down. Because right when I said it, I was like, I, I talked about I've done it before. It's that woman that grew up in Glencoe, for Christ's <laughs> sake. Oh, she's yeah. from Glencoe? Yeah.
4: yeah. Gene Garoppolo.
0: Joe does. <laughs> I'm considering him. <laughs> I wouldn't consider him in like a redraft format. No, that's not her. <laughs> no, dude. that's yes. that's
4: that's the girl that was in Mystic Pizza. Yes. She's yes. different. Yes.
0: You're right That one What I'm talking about Is from I'm getting them all wrong I need to go watch Reality Bites or something (laughs) There you go
3: I'm not going with Garoppolo In a redraft type of league Pretty much at all In any situation But You know In daily fantasy leagues I might check his price And you know Try and Play a matchup with him You know because the Patriots are going to do the exact opposite of what the Patriots think they're going to do. So they might come out and let him rocket the ball around 50 times. Absolutely.
0: He's <laughs> going to we'll have like 400 because, yards, yeah. and then there's going to be some sort of drama. Should Brady be the quarterback? And Belichick's going to be at the podium when he gets asked that question. Seriously? <laughs> <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, this really? is, And this is, for Garoppolo, this is really an audition, right? For post-Brady era, are you going to be the guy that can step into it? If he's smart, throw everything toward Gronk. No. And, then, and then, you're, then you're safer. Yeah.
2: You know what? He'll be fine. It's, the offense is a system. And as long as the quarterback is coherent, I think that it works. Uh, and it'll be fine for Jimmy for a couple games, if necessary. But like I said, I think Brady plays every game.
0: Do you guys, um, quick, question, quick question for anyone that wants to answer it. Amendola's super sliding down in drafts, and he was actually a guy that was performing down the stretch, whereas you see Edelman's going pretty high. Do you like it? Do you think there's any chance between that LaFell, Dobson, um, and, uh, and, and Amendola? Is there a chance that this guy could be a, just a late round steal? Is there a chance? Because no one else seems to think so.
2: I really think that there's just as much chance that at the end of the year you see Dobson on one side and Amendola playing. I, I, that would not shock me the slightest bit. Uh, Edelman has a propensity to get injured. That's a fact. LaFell is already injured and has been. Uh, it, it would not shock me at all if you see some form of, uh, you know, Dobson and and uh, Amandola. You can maybe even throw a Gibson or a, or a Timms in there. Uh, it would not shock me at all. I think Dobson is a he's a, a late round flyer that I'd love to take a chance at. I think Amandola being almost undrafted, basically, yeah. I, I think he's a great value late. I really do.
4: I, I kind of look at those guys, and, and here's where you have to like what they do in New England, right? Because it's always fluid as far as their receivers that they've had there over the years, even going back to the David Pattons and David and the Givens of mm-hmm. the world, right? So different guys would come in and put up numbers. You know, I have a, a sneaking suspicion for the most part that, obviously, Aaron Dobson's going to go undrafted, and obviously, and I think a very good potential that Danny Amadillo goes undrafted in the majority, 85 to 90% of drafts. So... I look at those guys as being guys that you should be definitely keeping on your radar, all of our listeners out there, because it's if they get into the offense, like you said, and it can happen, when they're in the offense, this is not like a guy that just steps in and is only going to play a menial role because, no, they paid Amendola a lot of money when they signed him, yeah. and and he showed what he could do in the playoffs last year, finally went healthy. The problem with him is he's never healthy, but look at that situation, I would say this too, because... I agree that Brady's probably going to start from the get-go. So, if let's say he doesn't, if he doesn't, then there's going to be a lot of figuring out what's going on with New England. That'll allow everyone to kind of settle everything in for when Brady comes back. But at the same time, then if if he does miss, I think that's where they really lean on running attack. And there's also a question mark there because it's also a potential rotating. Uh, shish kebab of, of running backs with Jonas Gray and LeGarrette Blunt and Brandon Bolden and James White. Well, so, I mean, the fact of the matter is uh, we all know that Brady's a
2: cheater now. He could be going to jail, for all we know, for not paying taxes. It could be Garoppolo, who's been playing the second team for ages now. It could be Amendola and Dobson anyway because he, he plays better with them. Mm-hmm. That's all bullshit. But either way, I, I think that it's worth late-round picks thinking about Amendola he is he is a really good player. he really is. it's just the problem is his health. Uh, they restructured his contract over this offseason a little bit, uh, took off a, li- a little bit of money in some respects and paid him a little bit in uh, bonuses or whatever. I don't know exactly what happened there, but they wanted to keep him for a reason. They do like what he has there so I, I, he's definitely a late round flyer for sure. The um,
0: passing down back battle, uh, who who wins it? Oh,
2: good lord! Um, I still believe James White wins it. Uh, they're saying Cadet is is playing really well, which doesn't shock me. He's actually a good little little scat back type, but I think it's James White uh, in, in the end, and uh, that's the guy that you'll probably want to target as a PPR type guy.
0: You know, uh, you know, who, Mike White. You ever heard that before?
4: Mike
0: White
2: Mike White? Yeah I've heard a a lot of It's street
0: Street jargon for
4: Cocaine
0: (laughs) (laughs) got any Mike White? Um No I haven't seen Mike White For ages (laughs) Not recently (laughs) This is what Song told I, I saw that on... Um, yeah, I would, yeah, I saw um, it on Brady, that on... Urban Dictionary. I was just surfing nice. around there today. Um, <laughs> all right, let's move on to the next team. New England, we talk about them enough on any show because of, uh, obviously, Brady and some of the some of the great players they have. So let's move on to a really exciting, exciting team. I think on both sides of the ball, who know? I mean, there was, a, there was a, something I read the, uh, in the past week that said... The Miami Dolphins were chosen by some sort of computer system to win the su- be in the Super Bowl. I don't think they ga- they gauged who won it, but it was going to be them against the Seahawks. It was going to be Miami against the Seahawks. The Harvard grad. Har- yeah. Mm. Oh, it was Nate Silver? And Nate no. Silver did it? No, oh, it wasn't
3: Nate it was another Harvard guy. Mm. Okay.
0: Um, but yeah. Patrick. Yeah, right. He did it. Yeah. yeah, he did it. He played against
3: his own team. He won the dad. division.
0: <laughs> nice. Brilliant. But yeah, so they're basically saying that the that this team is good enough to Miami beat in the Jets to get into the Super Bowl. Though, <laughs> there you go, it, It's definitely a, a good team. They've got a lot of a lot of new pieces, and um, as as Tannehill grows, who knows? Read something today. We'll talk quickly about him, Lamar Miller. They're saying they're not scared for him to just be throwing him and the, the ball, and really featuring him and using him in that mindscape of a workhorse guy that's in uh, and getting a ton of carries, 20-plus carries. Is that going to happen? Is that a smoke screen? Uh, does that say anything
2: negative about uh, the J.J.? Uh, what do you think? I don't think it's the greatest idea in the, idea in the world, to be honest. Um, I think he does better in the somewhat reduced role. You're, you saw he carried it for over five yards a carry last year, yet he didn't have a single game where he carried over 20 times in the game. Um there's a reason for that, and there's a reason why he kept up that average, and that's why a lot of backs previous to him, uh, such as uh, Jamal Charles or whatnot, and CJ Spiller. Yeah, and Spiller, sure, uh, guys like that who um, would have that inflated uh, yards per carry average because they weren't, you know, used as a workhorse or needed as a workhorse. You put punishment on uh, on that guy's body at this point. I don't think it's going to last. I know he's gained a little bit of weight, and he's, he's probably a lot stronger, but he's not the type of guy who's going to give you the 20-plus carries a game. And they may try it for a couple games, but they drafted Jay Ajayi for a reason, and he's going to be playing. And uh, uh, do not mistake Lamar Miller for all of a sudden being uh, an Adrian Peterson-type uh, workhorse. It's not going to happen that way. And they're going to find out real quick that if they start giving them the ball 20 times a game, he's going to start to break down real quick. And they don't want to do that because this is a team that's built to get to at least the playoffs and go into the playoffs a little bit deep, if you ask me. It is a very well-put-together team, and their defense has improved. They've improved almost every position, to be quite honest. So I just don't see Lamar Miller. They may talk it up, and that's fine. That's It's still summer. You know, they're going to talk up everybody. So don't fall for that sort of crap just yet.
4: Don't you think though, too, because like they're talking about him as a workhorse back. They let Daniel Thomas go. You know, they they, they get a Jay. How, how do you say his name? A Jay. A They get a Jay. A is a big guy. He's 220 pounds. So he's gonna be the guy. If you're thinking that Lamar Miller is all of a sudden gonna become this inside the five-yard line goal line back, no, that's why they they got a Jay. So, um, I, I look. I I, I I agree. Just temper your expectations there. It's it's a young team, though. So this is what's exciting. So let's look at these wide receivers. Because you have... Do uh, you have something you want to say? There? I was just saying, Lamar Miller's going super
0: high. Where, yeah. Every mock I'm doing, every real draft I'm doing, I'm shocked at how high he is. He was a value player last year. He's not a value player this year. He might be awesome. He might score you the points. But on that ROI ADP sheet, I tell you, he's probably... Where he's at or lower?
4: Yeah, because he, he, he's one of those guys that he was a great value for all the people who got him at the value last yeah, year. And so exactly. then he gets vaulted up, and then when you get put into those situations, inevitably it becomes difficult. So you look at these wide receivers now. So Mike Wallace is gone. Jarvis Landry was a guy who was catching almost everything last year, but it was nothing for big yardage. You bring in Kenny Stills, who was coming over from you know not getting a ton of work but making some big plays over there in New Orleans. And look good doing it, Mind right? Me. What you talking about the frosted tips? Or he's a good catcher?
2: Oh, man. Yeah, those uh, those <laughs> frosted tips. Uh, that that uh, guess, hair, hair is
0: <laughs> Let him go. I know what he's gonna say right now.
3: <laughs> Have you seen the uh, ODB where he was caught in between recently, uh, in terms of uh, on a Snapchat uh, in between some girls' legs with ODB's hair? <laughs> <laughs> Liner right there. I thought you were going to take
0: this. Is actually um, that nutball that just got cut from the Saints? What, what was, who's the defensive guy that went on that Twitter? Ginger Gallette right? Yeah. So Gallat went nuts. He was texting uh, or tweeting this week that there's that Kenny Stills and Vicaro are gay together. This guy went nuts. Did wow. you see this stuff? He's like, yeah, Stills and McCarl. Everyone on the team knows those two guys are gay together. Like, literally calling out. He, had, he said, you didn't read this? Peyton, no. he said, Peyton's a druggie. And the reason why they do these <laughs> off-season practices up in New Jersey is so that he can be close to his this uh, chickies, bangs. It's insane the fact that this guy is a free agent, just got cut. There's a lot of money coming to him. Uh, but that he would go on this kind of rant. There's no way any team will employ him after that. Because he just literally threw everyone under the bus that you could. He's like, Drew Brees, Hall of Famer, great guy, but his arm strength is gone. I mean, he literally threw
2: everyone under the bus. Which actually reminds me, I just saw it for the first time, not last night, a couple nights ago, draft day.
4: You actually watched that movie? I saw it. it. Really? I mean, you have
2: to watch it. You don't don't have to. I
4: watched like uh, about an hour, uh, not even, uh, 25 minutes. I'm like, I can't watch this. (laughs) Dude, I freaking
2: loved it. Really? Yeah, I did. I love the back and forth. I mean, it's a little hammed up or whatever. That's fine. But I love the wheeling and dealing. I love all that behind the scenes shit. It makes me want to go out and fucking get a, a job. (laughs) <laughs> I, like I like it i like it
0: um can i provide let's go ca- back to the dolphins can i provide the counterpoints of lamar miller
3: uh i mean in games where he received 14 or more carries uh he averaged 87 88 yards a game rushing uh scored you know four touchdowns in those eight games averaged 5.4 yards a carry which is actually more than when he uh you know, ran less than 14 times a game. Yeah, but who were
2: those against? Uh, go on.
3: Yeah, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. And then averaged nearly 14 fantasy points a game in the standard scoring leagues. He's being drafted as, like, running back, you know, 15 right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I value him higher than that. I think he's going to get the carries in between the tackles. He's going to get the carries at the goal line uh, because he's just as big as j h i e Jay e. M- reminds me exactly of Lamar Miller um, in terms of their skill set and things they do well. They, they can both catch the ball. They can both run inside and out. Jay e. is not a great inside runner. That's not what he's known for. He's more known for getting around the edge and then using his size and agility out there. But, you know, Lamar Miller has just, you know, came together as a player and sort of developed. And I think he's finally ready to sort of take that next step. He finished running back nine in standard scoring leagues last year. And he torched the Jets for 179 yards in Week 17. In week okay, let's 17. talk about
0: the wide receivers yeah. a little bit. Um, you talked stills. Could be some good action there.
4: What are your thoughts uh, collectively with Devonta Parker? He's the guy that's the most interesting, right? Because he's on the pup list right now uh, with the surgery. He's the guy that I think can get forgotten in a lot of drafts. And if you're looking for that late-round home run hitter, or it, it, if he's on the pup list, it's one of those things... If you can stash him in the league, I'd stash him. If you have to go early on the waiver wire on him, do it. But this is a guy that could come in and just be electric. Look, there's nobody on this team that's a Julio Jones, a Des Bryant, a Calvin Johnson, a Demarius Thomas, a Jordy Nelson. You don't have any of these guys there. But he's getting drafted. He is getting drafted. He yeah, has him like wide receiver
2: 55
4: or so. But that's he's what I'm saying. It's worth... Grabbing him there. Oh, okay. Because he's he's, he's he's when he comes easy. back, he's dynamic and he's going to have a chance to break in on that offense.
0: Uh, the only thing I worry about him is he might be a little slower than, than, than the NFL. Why? No, just might not be fast enough to really make that, that mark. Uh, Keyshawn Johnson asked maybe at the NFL level. He's a great player. Not, I know Keyshawn was uh, bigger and heavier, but. Especially since my, what landed him worried.
2: on the PUP was the foot. You know, I mean, yeah. so, I mean that's going to slow him down a little bit too.
3: The only thing is, right now when we say pup, most of these guys are ending up on the active pup and not the inactive pup, where he's out the first six weeks. Yeah. So he still has the ability to get activated and play for week one, which is what his agent expects, and which what is what the team expects. And now he's finally said it's what he expects.
2: Well, to be so, active for week one, that yeah. doesn't necessarily mean he's play. playing a lot right. of snaps. Yeah.
4: yeah. If as long as he does stays off the pup, expect him probably to be back after three weeks.
2: I still think that the, uh, their biggest and best signing, the team that, that the player that's going to make this team actually vault up a little bit more is Greg Jennings. I think having that veteran presence in the wide receiver court when everybody else is so young, there you got Stills who is, is young, Landry is young, obviously Devontae's young. He's going to be teaching all these guys a lot of stuff, and he's just he's a steady presence out there. It's not like he's a bad receiver now. He's still a good receiver. He's just not what he used to be. He's only thirty. Yeah, he's, yeah he's, it's not like he's 45 crazy. years it's old. Crazy. Yeah, right? He seems like he's
4: like 35. Yeah, so, no, he's, he's uh, I we, think that's we, a great sign we got to move on to the next thing, but what do you yeah. think about Jordan Cameron? I, I, listen,
2: it's it's interesting. I, they could use... Um, listen, they use Clay a lot, but I like the Cameron signing. The guy is dynamic. The guy is one of those... Uh, uh, Diaper, da- what do you call him at the combine? The diaper, the underwear Under, Olympics type okay, so. guys. Where he's, he's not a diaper dandy, baby, baby, baby.
1: baby.
2: Whatever, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but listen, the kid's got obvious super skills to be able to perform like he did in Cleveland. Um, that's impressive. I think that, with the, especially with the way that Tannehill can extend a play, I think Cameron's a great fit there. I, I think he's going to just just find that offense.
4: He ball. could be as good as Valverde.
1: Val- 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 what do you want? Fraggle stick car. The fuck is that? Fraggle stick car. Well, I heard you. Fraggle stick car, fine.
0: <laughs> what? We'll let's talk about that the audio movie. that we've got going on tonight. Basically, the music is the Go team. We opened up with the Power Is On, and we're gonna close out with Lady Flush. Uh, go flash, to the, lady Flash, Lady Flash, uh, flash. Lady, lady Flash, Lady Flush, Lady Flush, yeah. flash lady. Lady.
4: flush would ya? <laughs>
0: Don't not put your sanitary napkins in the toilet. Um, <laughs> Don't flush my phone, Giselle. <laughs> <laughs> and that had, a, that had a little bit of that uh, Rocky voice that you were you were uh, hey, you we mean. were gonna do we were gonna do down a couple months for the <laughs> opening Valverde. Verde. I like it. Um, audio,
4: audio you got uh, it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a Billy Bob Thornton it's, it's Christmas still in July here So we're giving you Bad Santa Good stuff Well, Let's go to the next team, Buffalo
0: Bills Obviously not many teams out there Have done uh, as many changes uh, From the top down And have um, in some slots A lot of Question marks But there's a girth of talent there at, 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 When it comes to Fantasy football positions So, this should be exciting to talk about. Let's try and get through thoughts quickly so we can maximize the players to talk
2: about in this 10 minutes. Who's the starting quarterback of this team? In my opinion, EJ Manuel is going to start because I think they want to see what he has. I think that Matt Castle is going to be cut. That's my opinion in the end. I think he's going to be cut because I think that they realize he's worthless at this point, which I think he is. Tyrod Taylor was hand-picked. And they're going to keep him around, and he actually could run this offense. Eh, No, he can't really run it very well, but he can run the ball, that's for sure. He'll at least keep the offense moving a little bit. Uh, But they're kind of fucked from the, the quarterback standpoint at this point. No, 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 sorry. Tell us how
3: you really
4: feel. Though. It, yeah. Aren't they kind of a, a, a team that is almost extremely similar to the New York Jets? Who Except we they have a good running about. back. That, that, that <laughs> was going to be the caveat. Yes, you know because again, another very stout defense that a defense that creates turnovers, a defense that allows them to stay in games, and they have some playmakers. You know, you got you got uh, the differences instead of where all the playmakers for the Jets are at wide receiver, you have a split with. Uh, Sammy Watkins and LaShawn McCoy, so you have you have more of a balance on that team.
2: And Percy Harvin. And, I mean, Robert Woods is a very good receiver as well. Charles Clay. You guys, I think yeah, was a great it, addition. It, it's a
4: it's a decent stable of of talent around. Yeah. They're just teams that just have no field commander. No one, no one that's going to lead that team that you can feel confident in.
2: I'm I'm really hoping that EJ Manuel stands up and does something with that job because I think he is a talent. He just I don't know. There's he can't put together a, f- a full game, much less a full season. The team's
0: <laughs> been a mess. They've been there's been trying to do so much stuff. It's it, it's been a, he's been stuck in a moment that I don't think is totally his fault. Well,
4: and it was also Agreed. remember when he got hurt on that play when he was running out on the sideline. That was, was a, yeah, that was a he flip, was actually dude. playing pretty well. He really well. was looked like he was starting to, to, to turn some corners and to, and to show some ability. So now maybe that you add the Charles Clay, now maybe that you give him some more uh, the Percy Harvins and more playmakers. It's just going to be interesting to see, you know, how that offense really gets run and if he has the confidence. Because if he doesn't have confidence out there, any player, you're dead. And you know, it would basically in the end, it would shock me if Manuel isn't starting.
2: To be honest, it would shock me. From why in way? the world would they go with Matt Castle?
4: You know it? what you're getting with him.
2: It's it's nothing. You're trying to they built this team, but let's build it for the future. Let's keep this thing rolling. Let's find out what we got here. If we don't have it in manual, we draft a quarterback early next year or we sign a really darn good one. That's Matt, a great, Matt I, Castle is not the answer. I agree. And yeah. they,
0: they took him with eighth pick or something two years ago in the draft. This is his third year, correct? Or yes. fourth.
3: I think he was like, was he eight? Was it that early? No, he was, he was, it wasn't
0: that early, was it? He was pretty high. I'll it was pretty high. I'll find out. But regardless, 17? But regardless, yeah. regardless of that, it's always trouble where I agree with you, he looked good in his rookie season when he started from the get-go, but then last year, Jimbo Fisher was like, I told the team that he was nothing better than a backup in the 16. NFL. He was 16? 16. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, I had that. Sorry. He was the first quarterback taken in that draft and it was at 16. Amen. So Jimbo had said that he told the team the Bills that he was a backup quarterback in the NFL. Boop. Boop. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Let's move on to the next topic here. Um, oof, wow, is Fred Jackson or his days done? Is he going to get any action? He's been a handcuff extraordinaire in the, with all the, in the Spiller years, and he's always overperformed
4: to a degree. Is, is is the old man just kind of? You would think so, right? You, you would think that the, that the indication of Lashawn McCoy coming over would indicate that. I think. LaShawn McCoy coming over actually kind of gives him a little bit more life. And what I think is amazing about Fred Fred Jackson, you know what you've gotten out of him. He's just been a guy that's been like Frank Gore, right? Like five years ago, people started predicting the end of Frank Gore. He's just kept churning out 1,000-yard season after 1,000-yard season after 1,000-yard season. Now, Fred Jackson's not that type of running back. But he has been this guy that has been the ultimate fill-in, the ultimate durable guy, the guy that can just, he's going to give you everything he's got, he's going to give you some sneaky points here and there, he's going to have some weird games where it's like he just goes off, and he's the guy who's the more effective runner, Uh, because he's never, he's been, like we talk about with, um, do you give more carries to to Lamar Miller? Well, Fred Jackson's been a guy that's never had all the the carries heaped on him, he's always had everybody else that's come in, whether it's been Marshawn Lynch, C.J. Spiller, LaShawn McCoy, and somebody else to do the main job, and he's continued to stay on as a sidekick, He's falling in drafts. What's his ADP when you look at it? I'm I'm sure he's got to be down almost like 60 or something of running backs. That's a guy that I know he's old. But if I'm reaching for running backs at a a deeper end, I I don't worry about him. I know what I'm going to get. Yeah, Running back 51.
2: Yeah, he's the the youngest 34-year-old running back that's maybe ever played, to be honest. Um, He's going to stick on the team. The reason being is that they already know what they have in Anthony Dixon, and it isn't that special, and it's not as uh, versatile as what Fred Jackson can, can do. Bryce Brown is a wild card that you don't know if he's going to go off for 170 yards or, or, or go screw the coach's wife. You don't know what's going on <laughs> with this guy. I hear, I hear he's going to be cut along with Casal in what, and what the because yeah, it, when, it wouldn't shock he, me. I mean, he likes to too much. Is interesting, but. Not that interesting. They need Fred Jackson, Jackson on the team. He's a steady force. Something that if something goes completely wrong with McCoy, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say these things. I don't have anything to knock on. But if something was to go wrong with McCoy, at least you have Fred Jackson. Um, last year, they didn't. You know, Fred, I mean, Fred Jackson was there, but uh, I don't know. They didn't have the, the ultimate backup. Bryce Brown didn't do it all. Dixon didn't do it all. So Fred Jackson was there, and that's fine. So they need McCoy and Jackson, as a duo there, Jackson will stay on the team. And it's he's fun. also
4: the main veteran presence to kind of bring calm to that offense. I mean, he's... Uh, now it's a new coaching staff. He's so always be,
2: worked for everything, and he's a he's a great... Great locker room guy. Yeah. yeah. He's, and, 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 and he's a also...
4: He's a, he's a Rex Ryan type of guy. Exactly. Yeah, for sure.
3: And there's no role true third down back behind Shady without Fred Jackson true. on the team. There's so nobody who can catch the ball and pass protect without Fred Jackson. Yep.
0: Nope. Let's talk about the wide receiver and what's the pecking order there. Obviously, you got Sammy at, at the top. Uh, he's been a little banged up. Is everything going to be all right? Is he starting week one? There's nothing to worry about with him at all?
2: He'll be fine. Okay. He'll be fine. Yeah, he's been banged up a little bit, but he'll, he'll be just fine. I'm not worried about that at all. Um, where, where, does the, where do the other players fall in the mix in the wide receiver um, situation? Robert Woods is going to start. Robert Woods is going to start on the other side. Percy Harvin is still learning how to run a route, and, and that's really messed up. I'm going to stop using the F word. It's really messed up, okay? Did he forget
3: after his migraines?
2: Yeah, that that he still doesn't know how to run a a, a correct route out there. The guy is dynamic. The guy is one of the best athletes, possibly in the entire league, but he still can't run a route, and that makes a difference. I mean, he's uh, Cordell Stewart uh, of of wide receivers, basically. I mean, the guy just has the athletic (laughs) ability to do anything, but he doesn't do anything awesome. You just got you got to put him in the right situations in the right times, and that's basically all you got with that.
4: Here's the thing about Percy Harvin. Now, look, he's coming over and he played with the Jets with Rex Ryan last year, but even with them last year, he was not a guy that was getting a ton, a ton of of targets. He was a guy that was like three targets, five targets, three targets, four targets. So toward the end of the season, he was getting a lot of carries. They were giving him carries and trying to use him as a runner because he can't run routes. Exactly. I mean, go ahead and throw it. I mean, he's
2: a gadget guy. And as we have found out, yes, gadget guys suck in yeah, fantasy.
0: Yeah. Great for your team. You've seen what he's, he was able to do in the Super Bowl win for the Seahawks. We know he's made some big and dynamic plays for championship teams a couple of years when he was at Florida. Great team weapon. Great gadget guy that will help you, um, other than he's a bad locker room guy. Fantasy football, these guys do not deliver. Um, so, okay, good. There, is there any, anybody special that we're forgetting about in their, in their wide receiver? No. Yeah, and that's
2: special. No. yeah,
0: no. Not spe- I, didn't I mean, Marquis Goodwin's out there in. at
3: the Pan Am games coming in second, second in the long jump. And that's, long. That's pretty I, I hear it's he's
0: going to get cut, too. It's very impressive. Hey, stop stop pos- raining on his parade. I don't He's know. representing the USA, baby. We're, we're gonna start. We're gonna start Pan Am Games fantasy uh, podcast in a few years. We're just trying to get together more bandwidth to cover it. Yeah. They got yeah, the the cross player. We we'll talk about him all the time. I'll be there doing the SLS. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's go on to another topic here with these guys, and then let's close it out. I know. Houdini's throwing up the X, hey, he, and it ain't the Dez Bryan throwing up the X, it's the we've run our time out, but let's talk about him. Charles Clay, yeah. CC Cassius, uh, Dogmatic has been loving him for a while, I think in general we've all been on his on his uh, jock a little bit, we've drafted him I think in our collective, both leagues maybe, mature, not, we down. definitely did in the charity league, um, tell me more about him, we, talked, we don't need to go too deep in it, we talked about him on many podcasts, but... What's the allure with Clay? Other than the contract, what?
2: Why do you think there's a chance with this guy? How ladies going? Uh, for a tight end, he is super athletic. Uh, he's an he's an H back type of guy who can block and get off the line and run routes, uh, catch the ball really well. Uh, he he just he does it all really well. And if you put him in that situation, especially on a team with quarter a quarterback who isn't the best passer in the world, they're gonna want some dump offs especially in this offense, the offense that they're going to be running there is going to be, I don't want to say geared to the tight end, but it's going to get the tight end involved quite a bit. It wouldn't shock me if he got at least 60 catches, possibly even 70. I'm telling you, this guy is going to catch a lot of passes for this team. Watkins, awesome. Woods, so-so. Steady. Steady. Um, Harvin, here and there, but Clay is the real steady guy there who's going to get a lot of targets, a lot more than you think.
4: His ADP is 21st amongst Titans. I know. Ends. It,
2: dri- it drives me insane that people don't understand what this guy's going to do in this offense. You and this I have, and I have
4: him top 10.
2: Yeah, this particular offense, he is going to go nutty. I'm telling you, nutty. <laughs>
1: That's Nutty.
0: Awesome. I love it. You know, let's move on to the next guy. Like crazy.
1: <laughs> oh, Are you God. off your fucking meds or something? <laughs>
4: Oh, yeah.
0: Wow, almost ruined my computer With dogs, got beer coming out of his nostrils oh my Good stuff, good stuff <laughs> Well, I'm excited to see the Clay This is one where I hope, I hope we're right I like him as well I just hope he's not a money signing And and um, doesn't turn into anything
2: I like the EJ call as well Let's see, Buffalo, Well, That's actually goes? another big part of it They signed him for a lot of money it's You good. don't sign a guy like that for a lot of money and not use him Yep. that's a big that's a big part of the NFL. You really got to understand that.
0: And we might see that Chandler wasn't all that, and Chandler had some amazing seasons over the course of the last five years or so. Maybe if this guy is is athletic and does have that talent, that maybe you know, obviously doesn't have that size that Chandler did, but he's even better player than, woo, you know. They yeah. they, they definitely are a team that likes to utilize the tight end. So let's move on. And ASC North, we're gonna start. This is an exciting team, obviously. Houdini uh, uh, loves it and everyone else does too. Pittsburgh Steelers, the Jagbags from uh, Pittsburgh um, actually uh, are trying to get 30 points a game. That's what Ben Roethlisberger's goal is. You know, We'll see. They know they don't have the defense they want, once did. How many points can we put up? Is this the Phoenix Suns of the NFL? Um, what, what's to say? What about? What do you guys think about that offense? I love this offense. Is it top you think it's going to be the I top think or, I think, it, or is it top three or
4: five? I think if you take all their main positions—quarterback, running back, their two wide receivers um, even with their lack of tight end, I think they score more fantasy points than any other team. I don't call it a lack of a tight end. Heath Miller's a, a yeah. I'm just saying he's not going to put—he's <laughs> not going to put up the, the any massive tight end numbers. Didn't he go to Iowa? No. no. <laughs> Virginia. Heath Miller went to Virginia.
2: Heath Miller is a, <laughs> a very good tight end who should not be underestimated. To but be, but he's quite not going to. He,
4: he, Heath Miller is not a tight end. That, that, that okay. That, that's not the important part. The important part is Martavis Bryant. You're going to start to see him take on a much larger role as you watch what he's going to do in training camp and what he's going to be doing in the preseason games. Antonio Brown is is top. He's top notch. I mean, this guy is probably the number one wide receiver in the game and. His ability to, what he can do in the red zone too with his quick, his quick movements and agility to get open inside of five yards, that's, that's impressive. What's ing agility? I said <laughs> Did I say Incagility, it's great. I'm I'm agility. inca-gility agility I said agility maybe, so, maybe That's agility. There you go
1: yeah. Here's the like thing though
3: He was being very agile Working his hips While what? talking about it
1: I,
4: am, I do For speak, some reason I
0: don't even know I do see, I know. What
4: You're watching the hips
0: huh It's all but, in the hips but He's got the most, most body motion While it's like, i do talking I do It's like Synchronized swimming While Houdini's here Doing the podcast It's
4: like I'm also speaking Sign
0: language While I'm talking
3: Keith nice. Miller, vastly underrated. Vastly. Finished last season as tight end, what do you think?
0: 11. <laughs> that is correct.
1: Yes! <laughs> yes. That's unreal.
0: Season, uh, you I see can't, you do can't believe no. <laughs> Garoppolo, <Garaffalo>, Joe Lies. <laughs> <laughs> so
3: he finished as tight, tight end 11 and only scored three touchdowns. Yeah. So we did it all on the strength of receptions and yardage off those and the Trust reason, he, is what the it reason is. he does that, he's out on the field for 100 percent of the
2: team's plays. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, the guy's so underrated; it's
4: unreal. All right, but I'm done talking about Heath Miller. Let's let's talk about how Le'Veon Bell now has got his suspension reduced to two games. So that's a beautiful thing yep. for for what they're going to be able to do. Um, D'Angelo Williams has someone that's watching him wherever he goes to eat, and he has to check in before he can eat anything. So, watch that in, tra- in training camp. See if uh, you know. I don't know where their training camp is. Do they have like uh, like fat Pittsburgh style uh, or like Philly cheesesteaks out where they're out uh, doing their training they camp? They got I don't a know. Rolling Rock beer. They're at, they're, 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 they're Latrobe. <laughs> <laughs> that's weird that we know where
0: Rolling Rock's from. Hey, we man. might we might want to check ourselves. 33. Out. Number yeah, thirty-three. Number thirty-three.
4: <laughs> So, but I think what's interesting is what's going to be the roles behind Martavis Bryant and Antonio Brown because you got Sammy Coates who they signed as a rookie, you got Marcus Wheaton who has just never assumed the role, I think that's kind of the main camp battle that's going to be going on and it's two kind of underachievers, right, because Coates has got a ton of skills and no hands and Wheaton has got good hands but can't get open.
2: By all accounts <laughs> Wheaton has had an incredible offseason I think you were seeing that as well there Stagg um, so I, he's going to take that third down role, or I mean, uh, third wide receiver role. But the, the big, the big thing over the offseason was Martavis Bryant. I mean, what he's been able to do with his physique and his route running and uh, his integration into the offense and learning the offense a lot better, uh, that's going to be the big thing with this. I do think that they score over 30 points a game. One thing
0: I will say is, Houdini wants Martinez Bryant to have the best career ever. Because you could never in a million years say that that was your guy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, that was not. That's down.
0: That was <laughs> That was Houdini's guy. It <laughs> was one of the few that there's... We don't have to go oh, but back... I'm
2: the one who pushed to take him this year. But We don't, we don't, we don't have to... Actually, so, that was my guy. I don't know what you're talking about.
3: <laughs> I feel like now, everything I'm seeing, we should have taken him in the Scott Fishbowl. When we avoided him but in hindsight,
0: we took him in the Scott Fish. We didn't take him in the Charity. Yeah, we took him. No, we took Other him. We go, no. no, we, no, him we him in got the him Scott. Round. He's our he's our wide receiver too in the Scott Fish ball. No, three yes. actually.
2: Three. He's our three. <laughs> I think you guys. No. Two to me, We're three right. to you. Amari's the two to you. We took him the to Charity League because of
3: the best ball reason. We didn't take him in the uh, Scott Fish That's bowl. right,
4: you're right. I, I know it. I'm I right. At this thing like <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, anyways,
3: let's talk more about his physique. What's he saying? He's tipping the scales at now 225 pounds with 4% body fat? That's
4: yeah.
2: what's right. <laughs> insane.
3: That is like, insane.
4: What? You like, man. what? 6'4", 225, 4% body fat with the blazing speed that he has with a quarterback who throws probably one of the best deep balls in the game. And And the quarterback who will just stay alive and then
3: toss it up. He doesn't care. Ben Roethlisberger has a moment where it's like, I stayed up for 10 seconds. I'm throwing this shit down 80 yards. He's
0: basically, (laughs) I've seen games or plays where Ben Roethlisberger is basically like Robotron, the video game. He's just sitting there like, Boom. Everyone's bouncing off him And he's just crushing everyone to, uh, to make enough time for a good play Well let's go off of uh, Bryant Obviously a stud uh, We talked about Le'Veon's number coming down uh, We talked I about know, all these guys I want to know something yeah. Is
3: Le'Veon now the number one back in fantasy football With the reduction Not
4: Of his suspension Now He me. moved back up to at least a number two for me Okay
2: Um, I, I It's close It's really close between him and Jamal for two and three. I still think AP is number one. But I, it's really close between Bell and Charles for me. I, I, it definitely helps getting rid of that one game. I honestly thought it was there was a real chance that two games were going to be taken off there. But uh, just getting down to two game suspension, that's fine. How, with the amount of points that he scores per game, yeah, he's going to be top three no matter what it
4: could be to. I, I love the fact that I think that even though it's the two games, if I'm taking him early, I'm not going to be concerned because now I know that he's not going to have any of those dings and, and you know, bruises and whatever for the first two weeks. He gets to come in healthy, and he gets to come in energized and pissed off. That's even better.
3: And here's the thing about this down to two years. I know how to fill the hole in game one. And that's with Jonas Gray in week one. I know how to fill that hole. So now I just need to worry about how to fill the hole in week two. So if I draft yeah. him later, you know, I know what I can sort of do there. and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sort of. Really?
0: You think fill the I, hole. You think I? Why did you even do that? You think I didn't already have ammo ready to go? All you need now, way to steal my thunder, Sorry. is to learn how to fill the hole in your sex life. Oh, funny. Oh, good, 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 good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jump over you. There we go. There we go. You're, okay. One thing that needs to be mentioned, obviously, about this team is um, offensive line is a dominant unit. Meets. Great players meets bad defense meets fantasy football party town USA.
2: Big Ben said it's the best offensive line he's had in front of him ever, and that's a big thing to say. Two super two, uh, yeah. two, two yeah. times yeah. Super Bowl Yeah, and they've been together now for a little bit, so it's cohesive. This is it's it, this is gonna be one of the funnest teams to watch in the entire league. It used to be boring back a little boring back in the day, it was more of a ground to pound type thing. This is uh this is gonna be fun.
3: I agree. I mean, they spent all the high picks along the offensive line over the last couple of years. And they've got a unit that's pretty much all just coming into their prime. So it's something exciting to watch. And, you know, they've got a good quarterback who could take a step into being like a top five type performer uh, next season. They've got the running back who's already in the top five of the position. Uh, n- number n- one wide receiver. Number one wide receiver. Potentially another number one wide receiver. And then Marcus Wheaton will be a decent, you know, play at number three. I'm not a fan of Sammy
4: Coates at all, though. No, I don't. I, I, the guy's got brick hands.
0: Well, the one thing I will say that's also great news. This team really likes each other. They're all in a good, good, good frame of mind. And you got Antonio Bryan uh, Brown. Sorry, they were thinking about. He, they were worried maybe he would want to try and get more money in that in that moment. And he's saying, you know what? We'll deal with that when we deal with it Kind of AJ Green style He's like I make a lot of money I drive up to practice in a Rolls Royce Do you see the Rolls Royce? Yes (laughs) The guy just had a steel Rolls Rolls Royce He's got The passenger side Has got a signature That is like Three feet high By four feet long Of his signature Of his custom Rolls Royce So I like to hear a guy like that That goes the anti-Des Des des, des did what he had to do And got paid Amen to him Um, But he's just saying You know what? I'm just gonna keep doing me. He flat out said, "quote," and we'll move on next. Holdouts never end well, and that's awesome news. So great team. If you're getting players on them, power and numbers, you're gonna be doing just fine.
1: Forgive me for prying, but did one of you um, fornicate? Fornicate? Yes, with a heavy-set woman in the big and tall dressing room. Look, I boned a lot of fat chicks in my time, sure, but. Uh, uh, as far as I can recall, I've never fornicated anybody.
0: <laughs> well, let's go over to the Baltimore Ravens and talk about these fellas. Uh, obviously, some change in turnover with the Trestman. We talk about that all the time. We've been loving Buck Allen, Javaris Allen. We've been drafting him and getting him his v- at value. We got a little scared because he went on the DFI. And we read about that, but no one seems to be scared about it right now. Forsett's being a little bit overdrafted as we see it. Let's talk about this running back situation for the Ravens. I think this
4: is one of those ones that, for all the people out there that are just loving Forsett right now and are are thinking that he's going to take this next step at this point in time in his career, start paying attention to what goes on here in training camp. Start paying attention to what happens in the first couple preseason games because it's going to come back down to earth. And, And anyone that's in drafts early that's, Again, looking and just trying to project off of last year, I think you're making a mistake here. Forsett is not the type of guy that can be a true workhorse back. He's going to be in a Mark Trestman offense, yes. So he's not going to get the amount of carries that that he needs to be a true workhorse back because Trestman throws the ball a ton more. Buck Allen has the size, has the speed, and he was on the NFI list, uh, injury list. But at the same time, it was because they didn't pass physicals or whatever it was, and so now they're in camp. Everything is fine, no need to worry. Lorenzo Telliaferro is not a guy that scares anybody. So when you look at those three guys, Stags, I mean, don't you have to say that Forsett's going to be the guy that's going to be overdrafted and and Bucky Allen is is the guy that has the most potential to just steal a role.
3: I mean, I, I can't agree with you more. I'm just not impressed by Justin Forsett. Justin Forsett has signed multiple places in the past to be the sort of guy. Like Jacksonville two years ago, uh, before the whole ter- Toby Gerhardt situation, before that whole thing, they brought in Justin Forsett after a year in Houston where he averaged like six yards a carry. They brought him in thinking he was going to be the guy. You know what he did? Fell on his face. You know, So he, he had a great season last year. But to expect another you know, 1,500 total yards and eight touchdowns seems excessive. You, those touchdowns are pretty much double what he had done in his career or matched what he had done in his career previously over the previous five or six seasons. And he has a long career. He's 29 years old. 29, but will be 30 in October. Right. So we're not talking about a spry young buck here. You got to think. Think, talking about the Spry Young Buck He's going to get involved Especially the thing that Buck Allen does Well That is catch the ball That is to be an all purpose player And that is Buck Allen reminds you of Matt Forte mm-hmm. He's not incredibly flashy But he'll get you like four and a half yards of carry And he will catch The shit out of the ball and Because what that's
4: Trust, what he does And what did Trussman show last year With the Bears and Forte How he used him he does He likes to have that bigger receiver out of the backfield and, and to create different ways for him to come out. So I think that I agree. And we've been all over Buck Allen in all of our drafts, so I know that we're very high. On I
2: will say though that Baltimore really likes Forsett, and it, it kind of doesn't matter what other people think. Baltimore sure. really likes Forsett, and they're going to be pushing him as much as they possibly can. So at, you know whether he's as good as we you know as he really is to us. Doesn't really matter. It, it matters what their coaches think, what the city thinks, and he, I, the, the guy did well last year. All right, he did well last year, and this is an opportunity to do even better when it comes to fantasy. Um, so, even though the eye test isn't, uh, you know, isn't as passed as well as maybe Buck Allen's eye test is, it's still four sets backfield at this point. So you got to keep that in consideration.
4: True, but do you like do you like him at his ADP? Not as much as I like Val. Fair days. You are really Santa, right?
1: No, I'm an accountant. I wear this fucking thing as a fashion statement. All right. Okay. Marcus, get this kid out of here. He's freaking me out. <laughs> I like you're much
0: better at those Valverde's uh, after talking about fantasy football than doing a little
2: uh, what, what, what nice. well, it was it, it's yeah, it was a. Uh... But yeah, that was Barbara and uh, an old Beach Boy Boys. No, it's a beach not boy? Beach Boys. No, 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 no it's
4: beach like Frankie Valli. Frankie Valli. That's right. That's
2: right. Yeah. yeah.
4: It
0: figures that the guy that says "Hearken" and it throws out all sorts of old timery tongue would know the old.
4: Well, the best was because you were hitting the high notes on that too. Yeah. So you want me your to face, cut straight up? No. Your, your face house? got like so red with your your like getting into it. I was like I was like because you had a strain. I mean that that was a singer's strain. I give. Props, right, props, props, props! Well
2: yeah, done. That should have been your pop, Stags.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now yeah. we know. When you're straining the vocals, he's he's popping the Valverde's. Nah, <laughs>
0: Absolutely,
4: love it. Cool. Well, let's um. What what do we want to talk about?
0: Anything else with these guys? Well, okay. Well, let's talk about yeah. how about okay, how about let's look at Brashad
4: Perryman and and what's going to happen here. Here's a guy that, that... He's moving up. He he, he, move, he should be moving up, and he's fitting right into a role of a guy that he could probably do almost exactly the same type of stuff that Torrey Smith did. You know, Torrey Smith, remember when he had his first breakout, everyone was like, oh, well now Torrey can be all everything. Well, he really wasn't. He was a great deep receiver to have a couple big games. I definitely see Perriman as being a guy that's going to be able to do that in his rookie year, and... He might have a chance to be able to develop more because again, he's gonna get opportunities soon. He's gonna be this is a guy like a if I I want to just make a quick dynasty pitch on him. Here's a guy that I really like for dynasty pitch because who else is there? It's Steve Smith. Steve Smith is 40 years old. I mean, this guy is not gonna be there forever. So you're gonna have a lot more potential to have a guy that's gonna be able to vault himself into a much greater position in the offense. For where he was drafted as a rookie this year. Are... Per-
2: Perriman's the best receiver of the bunch. A- Aiken has been getting the first team reps. And that's been going on for a while. Uh, ever since Perriman showed up with the drops. I uh, yeah, Supposedly he wasn't dropping anything way back in the way beginning. But then all of a sudden the drops started showing up. Aiken's been getting the, the first team reps with this team. But Perriman is far more talented. That's a fact. No matter what happens, in this offense, it's volume. It's volume-based, and whoever is out there is going to get the volume. I believe it's going to be Perriman in the end because he's just more talented than Aiken is. But whoever starts there is going to get uh, – just got to follow this one closely over the next few weeks. See what's going on. I would still take Perriman over over Aiken without a doubt. Any any day of the week. Any day of the week. Any day of the week. week.
4: week. But
2: uh, I don't know. You you just – you kind of never know. I would still watch it just in case, especially since Aiken has been getting all the first-team reps. Who
0: would you would you vote for Clay Aiken? <laughs> <laughs> I voted for Rudolph. He has no idea what that means. I voted for Rudolph. It was like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> like a Charles Clay joke. I don't even know what the hell you're talking. Uh, exactly, I love it. That's great.
0: Charles <laughs> yeah, Clay is,
4: Aiken. He in same station? name. We got to the uh, same. That, that, that is, could be a good fancy team Where is Clay
2: Aiken from? Though.
0: Is it something stags? American Idol. American Idol. Now he's he's like a politician. And
4: he was and in he, like he's, Tennessee or North Carolina. And he's got the same
0: sexual orientation as you.
2: Let's <laughs> um, wow. go on All right, I like Gilmore. this kid already he fucks hard <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second What are we talking about here?
0: Gilmore or Williams What's happening in that scenario
3: Max They uh, want Max Yeah They want him But he's still a rookie tight end So I think Gilmore will You know Scoop some tight Scoop some tight end touchdowns up You know eight to ten of them or so.
2: Max has been having some real trouble actually lately too. Um, He's been having trouble getting the offense and figuring it out. It's a complex system and obviously any rookie is going to have a a tough time picking it up. But especially at tight end because there's so many blocking assignments and whatnot. He's going to have a tough time going through this first year. He's a great future pick, a great dynasty type pick. But don't expect the world out of him this year. As a matter of fact, I would say Gilmore will probably end up maybe with more receptions this year.
4: But I'll tell you this. That tight end position in Mark Trussman's offense is a good is. position to be in. Look, look at Martellus Bennett who is trying to get another contract right now because he had a career year in that system. Yeah. Well,
0: you want to how a career year in my uh, internal body system. Well, can- is a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you sure he sure uh, that. that day, uh, 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 I don't know. I think he's more credit than, my, than I, I do. Fuck. Clay Aiken.
1: I mean, Valverde. Valverde. <laughs> yeah. Well, you wish the one you hand Valverde. shit the other one. See which one fills up first.
4: Um, all right, let's do Flacco, top ten QB. What's the happening there? Definitely potential for top ten QB. This is a guy who you're going to be able to grab potentially even as a backup quarterback. And this is one of those guys that you want to grab as your backup because he'll have the potential to jump forward. In this offense, Trestman's offense is, is, is a try to score as many points as you can. He's always had the most success in his first year installing the offense into teams. No question about it. Um,
0: I I can't agree more. I think we love Flacco as a, as a QB, too. Whenever I get that guy I'm super late and he's, he's my backup, it feels real nice.
2: Feels real nice. Sorry, I would have jumped in there a second ago, but I just... Pop the blister is dripping all over the place. Sorry.
4: Tell me more. I wonder if that does worse to the leather or my imperial stout.
2: I love Flacco this year. I think he has the potential not just to be a top 10 quarterback. You have, if he's healthy throughout the whole year and Perriman can actually work himself in, don't be shocked. Do not be shocked. And you, hear, you heard it here on Pyro. Don't be shocked if he's a top 5. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Andy Dalton like explosion, and,
0: and he's got a, He's got a solid schedule to boot. But the system. The only re- reason I worry about it is some. You know, even Eli Manning. The beginning of the season, when you put it install a new system, which we know has been what the three new systems in the last three years for the team. Uh, no, the uh, Watch his name it was around for a couple years, but it's a new system. So my only fear, while I love the system for Flacco, is. He ain't. Let's be honest. Flat guy ain't some uh, brain surgeon himself. No, uh, yeah, there's there's mm-hmm. guys that I think would be more adaptive of, of quickly picking up new schemes and new offenses. You Got a problem with uh, Maryland?
4: Is that where you go to Maryland? Delaware. Delaware.
0: Delaware. 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 Kind of <laughs> looks like. And freaky, they were even from Delaware. That girl on the sky wasn't there? Della Dome? Yeah. Really? She played at Delaware.
4: Okay. Well, God. she
0: played Delaware. She, she from Delaware? When, though? I'm not saying. Who knows if black. That's what I'm saying. With eight stacks, you said you like uh, tall girls. Yeah. You like her.
4: Yeah. (laughs) Tall blonde man.
0: The only only problem is you're not gonna be able to bend her over the uh, over the uh, over any table. You're like, honey, we need we need a step stool
4: over here. (laughs) You (laughs) might be able to. Stegs doesn't have any. I would need a step stool. All of us would. You can do wrestling moves with her. You might be able to have sex like a sex suplex. Oh
0: God. All right, now I'm getting uh, now I'm getting fired up. She is hot. All <laughs> right, let's go on. Moving on. Moving on. We're done with this. Uh, last thing, I, I'll point it towards Stag Party. Uh, I, I know we're done with this one, but can this offensive line play as well as it did uh, last season, with it being as well a new system?
3: I don't think so. I mean, remember, two years ago with Ray Rice, they were awful, awful. And now suddenly Gary Kubiak comes in, pretty much. Reinvents these guards careers You know they each have like Two of the top pro football focused grades And then the rest of the Offensive line just you know Is pretty good Do I think they can replicate that without Gary Kubiak I don't think they can But I think they'll be more to the average Side than they are to the, one of the Top top units like they were last year
4: It's tough because Tressman does not run The zone blocking scheme But he says he's going to keep it So take that for what it's worth Sounds like everyone's learning something Sounds like
1: they're going to pass.
4: <laughs> pass. <laughs> All
0: right, let's move on to the Cleveland Browns. We've got, um, obviously, a lot to talk about there, but I'd say it starts with the uh, draft Duke Johnson to an already backfield that was playing great and doing some exciting things in fantasy football last year. So now there's a, a, a triumphant of, of running backs, and who knows what happens uh, with that Tell me, each of you guys, in a brief moment, what you're seeing out of that backfield, and is it all going to eat into itself, or is one of these guys going to be sweet?
2: Uh, it's, it's, I mean, it does kind of eat into itself a, a bit. I think Crowell still takes the the starting job. Um, Duke gets a little work out of out of the, out of the uh, third down role, and he'll get some you know other uh, sorts of plays, but they're not going to. As much as t- the talk was that he is kind of the end-all, be-all, he's, a, you know, he's got all the skills that you could possibly want, he's going to take some time to get integrated into it. Um, and I, the latest news on West, I did not like to hear about how uh, Sean Drawn has been playing, outplaying him a little bit uh, lately, and that he might have been falling behind Sean Drawn. I don't buy that with a, a damn, but... Terrence West uh, is third in the pecking order right now. Um, Crowell, I think, still has the most talent. And that's...
4: that's well, wouldn't, that, wouldn't that news of Terrence West be great for Crowell? Africa? Yeah, yeah <laughs> it definitely it, works it, it, well the, for Crowell. Because when we were looking at these rookies coming into last year, Terrence West was the guy that really stood out. Well, it's because you know, he was the second-round second draft pick. Right, but his also when you are looking, at, tape, we're looking guy, at his tape, right? we were looking at his tape, he was a smaller school guy, but he he did everything. But he's not been able to make that transition, right? Yeah. It's because so he's fat. Right? Well, he's, not, he's not. dedicated. <laughs> he's not dedicated to to the crap.
0: So, Wasn't uh, he a quarterback? No, that's that's, so uh, that's Jerk McKinnon. McKinnon. That's yeah. that, you know. So I feel like those I, I, they were, I very, very they, were so they, they were similar. Yeah, they had that same role, that same deal. Out and of they school.
4: both had that same type of, of, of pop potential yeah. on there. But it's pot potential. I'm <laughs> pop, intrigued.
3: Pop for potential.
4: Pop for potential. I
3: heard pot potential. As oh, well. oh, oh, oh.
4: <laughs> maybe, maybe I just said that just because. I don't know. Anyway, new, new flavors, are There are many new flavors. Anyway, um, strains into, Uh But I will say that uh, with Crowell, I think that the West news is, is beneficial because again, yeah, you're gonna have Johnson who's gonna be creeping up in there, but he was the guy who, when he was out there, really getting the carries, he showed more pro, uh, prolifically than Terrence West did last year. He showed he. that he can make all the different plays and be a receiver and do all the different things. So I think that this bodes well for him.
2: I, th- I think what makes the biggest difference with the, the running backs in general um, is the offensive line. Okay? The offensive line is uh, pretty studly at this yeah. point, especially with Mac being back. I I think that. Oh, uh,
3: you're a rapper now, Mac being back. back. (laughs) What
0: can you, what can you, uh, you know, rhyme with orange? Uh,
2: I don't know, but for you, I know Akins for the taking. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All
1: right,
2: so I I think that the offensive line plays a huge role when it comes to the running backs. I think that the uh, lack of quarterback play also (laughs) does, does well, does well for the running backs as well. Uh, so, I, 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 yes, I think that we are under, undervaluing Dwayne Bow. I do think that he is a lot better than people think, and he's going to demand a lot of the targets out there, and I heard he's been playing really well with McCown. So that makes a, a little bit of a difference oh, well,
4: to me. Okay, I know we have him ranked down. I can make, I, I can make a case where well, we have a 68 or something. I can maybe make a case for 50. He's not a top 40 wide receiver. Yeah, well, d- tell me something. Josh Gordon, if he was there, where would you rank him? This is Josh Gordon and Dwayne Bowe are not the same player. No, they're not. But
2: you're talking about the difference between you're going to rank a guy top five, and you're talking about a guy who was in the top five within the last few four years ago. You're going to rank him down at sixty eight.
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you,
2: that's and, that's and, the thing, and the thing with uh, you can't McConnell,
0: undervalue with Bo. He's a lot better than you think. It's different than when he was in the Bears, and trust when we saw what happened with Tampa Bay. But that's a lock in. That's a lock in quarterback. Where I think we are undervaluing Bo. I think it might change a little bit more as we watch some games. But I agree. It's no, not like, no, it's I, like we're saying this guy is the you know, top three. No, he's, uh, I agree. But, he's, but never, he's 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 leaves the quarterback to wide receiver. Scenario that we hate more than any other passing scenario in Kansas City, and then goes to a situation where he's the number one guy, he was even the number one there, but it could be a lot better. I think both could
4: be, but I, here's the thing that I worry about because he doesn't have the separation anymore, and he's the guy that, that is going to be kind of a, more of a possession type receiver for them. I mean, maybe they're forcing the ball in, but it's going to be forced in at eight yards, and ten yards, and, and eleven yards. It's not going to be, he's not going to have any catches and runs, is what I'm saying. Let me do a quick. Uh,
0: you you want you got something to say on that guy, or can I do? A oh quick yeah, throw? a little bit. Okay. He's gonna
4: have like
3: a Michael Crabtree type season with Alex Smith. You know the 800 yards and four touchdowns and sort of suck. You know, Thank you. Crabtree didn't really have his. You know some of his breakout was with Alex Smith, and then some of that breakout was also with, uh, you know, Colin Kaepernick coming in in relief. Because that was the half season. That was like his only 1,000-yard season. So, yeah, I don't really love Dwayne Bow, But, yeah, do I think he can catch 50 yards a game and, you know, a touchdown every
2: month? Sure. Okay. You, do you want to know where 800 yards and four TDs got you last year in fantasy scoring? Right, I, 35th. It's I a love lot better it. than 68. It's a lot better than 50. I love when you guys throw these numbers out, because okay. you do
0: it all the time too, and I'm like, you bastard, <laughs> I hated it, I was trying to underwhelm, and now you just threw them top 35, but I love it when you guys do it. Um, I think, let's be honest, Bow ain't the most exciting thing, uh, the rainbow is, is dwindled quite a bit over the course of the years, but I've seen him do it, I know he's a great player. Four. Depending <laughs> on what you, what's score system.
2: It's the scoring <laughs>
0: system.
2: Fair enough. Fair I was enough. on the one you created, actually. Which one? The Fantasy Pros one. Oh, all
0: right. Dude, all right. Uh, one thing I wanted to do is uh, we got a fan <laughs> on we got a fan on Facebook, and that's Blake Williams. He's a guy that's bringing a lot to the table uh, on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Pyromaniac. If you're not on there, even if you're not on Facebook, the great part about our Facebook page, and I can tell this because I. Go back and I'll check out their page sometime And creep on their Facebook page And they've got zero things they like And no friends And it's Pyro Likes Pyro So there are fans of ours that are on our page That literally have joined Facebook Just for Pyromaniac And that is awesome to me But Blake Williams is a dude that um, He's been there and every once in a while i will go in and uh, he was we were doing direct messages uh, this week to each other. It's like, hey, you know, I got a company. I want to find out how much it is to, you know, how much would it cost to, me to advertise on your podcast? And I said, hey, buddy, you're a big fan. You know what? We're going to give you a free ad. So here you go, buddy. Blake, this is for
4: you. I hope it's, it yields you lots of register rings. Looking for a new car? Below Invoice takes the hassle out of car buying. They'll locate the exact car you're looking for, negotiate the lowest possible price, and the best part is you'll never set foot in a dealership. Check them out at uh, uh, www.below-invoice.com. Again, www.below-invoice.com. That was real good radio voice until you forgot what dash. What was. dash? yes. <laughs> dash dash. I was what on dash, so I went. I missed the dash.
0: <laughs> to be honest, my dad uh, did that kind of stuff, and there's certain those commercials where it's like, now let's talk about the terms. Yes, and you get a little, 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 like okay. No idea what you just said there, but I agree to the terms.
3: It sounds like me listening to my dad. I had no idea what he said at the time either.
2: Because in commercials, you pay per. Like, second, almost. Yeah. <laughs> the point. So if you aren't saying it really darn fast... You're costing them a lot more than they want to pay.
0: This is true. This is true. Amen. Blake, I hope that helps you out. Thanks, brother, for all you're doing. Keep it up. Keep rocking out with the Pyros on Facebook. If you are on Facebook, hit it. If you're on Twitter, we're twitter.com forward slash P-Y-R-O-M-A-N. The number one AC. I love what we're doing between me, Stags, and OC on Twitter. I think we've got a robust, great, well-rounded fantasy football, cool things happening. Uh, fun Twitter account, so we're we're proud of that. So join us in those spots. Uh, while we're here, we'll just quickly uh, throw another thing out. iTunes, drop us a five star rating. Give it, write us a review. Um, you know, we're just we say it every show. We really, really, really need you guys to help us get to the next level, and those reviews help. What the fuck is wrong with you? I can't remember this shit. There you go. Please remember Let me it, though. Remind please you. Remember Let me remind it. you. Let me remind you. Do it. Awesome stuff. All right. Uh, another thing that's happening, and let's quickly go through these two things for the Browns so we can move on to the Bengals. Hausler, breakout potential. You guys keep talking about it in our pre shows and on the shows a little bit. I know you guys think there's some upside after you thought that, excuse me, uh, You know, four, th- four years ago yeah. with them on the Cardinals. Now he's in a better situation. He takes that camera in place. Tell us what, it, it, not at length, but both of you guys go in. And why is Hausler going to be a, uh, a, a solid player this year?
2: It's a dump off team. All right. This is not a, a long throw the bomb type of team in the first place. Hausler may have more athletic potential and ability than half of their receivers, to be quite honest. The kid can play that position, and he can play it very well. He was always in a bad place when it came to uh, being in Arizona. Um, you got Josh McCown. You got Johnny Menzel. It's really not the uh, what you want for a long ball. So I think Halzer does have a lot of potential here. And he, like I said, he's an, he's an athletic freak. He's another one of those type of guys.
0: Let's move on, unless you got something epic to talk about, Haussler, but I'm finding that that's no, not going to be the case. No, no. All right, Cincinnati <laughs> Bengals. The Hill and Bernard split. Big question there. we got a lot of people that think that uh, Hill is going to be terrific this year in fantasy football, and then even in this four-person panel, we've got people that think that it's a third down back and a PPR-type back that Bernard, for his ADP, is going to be awesome here. Let's talk quickly about that. And uh, what you you guys think uh, between these guys. Now, I
2: don't know if I believe the hype, but Andy Dalton decided to come out today and say that we're going to open up the books. We're going to open it up and uh, freak people out a little bit. They're going to be, it may not be the all downhill running thing that we were maybe thinking with Jeremy Hill. uh, Because, uh, I don't know, Bernard is extremely talented. And I don't blame them if they want to start to use that. Uh, asset to their advantage, especially with the Marvin Jones back now too, uh, Sanu in a third down role, in, in a third wide receiver role. Um, I, I, their offense really can be dynamic when you throw A.J. Green, uh, Marvin Jones, uh, Muhammad Sanu, throw that dynamicism of uh, Bernard in there. Throw the you have to bunch the line a little bit at least against a Jeremy Hill, um, and then you got Tyler Eifert. Who is extremely athletic and has a ton of skill as a tight end? This could be a lot more dangerous offense. Just to, actually just naming all his names, this is a lot more dangerous offense than I think we were all thinking in the first place.
4: I, I think this year you're finally going to see the offense that Cincinnati envisioned when they were making all these draft picks of Eifert, of Hill, of Bernard. They've been building toward this to try to build around AJ Green, right? Mm-hmm. So the way that they've also done it though is now they're kind of they want to be. They want to be, for the, the the type of team they are, in the weather environment that they are, in the division that they're in, they want to be able to control the clock. That's why they have the focus for Jeremy Hill. Here's why I agree with all the people on both Hill and Bernard. I think both of them are going to be good fancy players this year. I think Bernard, I think I was like, when we first had our first set of tiers, I had him still like around 26 or something, and everybody else was having him in, in like the 50s. It was like, like, I'm done with Bernard or whatever. Let's go back to Lamar Miller, C.J. Spiller, all these type of guys. He's the guy that's a perfect blend. When he has the other one, someone else is doing all the heavy lifting for him, and he can make the big plays. More with less. Right, and he does that, and and it'll be the the spark crazy runs or the little pitch outs and the different things that he can do. Hill is going to have a lot of carries that are going to go for one, two, three yards, and it's going to be attrition for him, but the good part about Hill Is that once he breaks through, he still has the speed in order to take it deeper, uh, you know, take it to the house. I think that all sets up the rest of it. Because having that solidified running attack that you know you're gonna probably have to with, because they line up Hill and Bernard in the backfield, they will do that at the same time. Sure. Now you're gonna have to pull eight people into the box. Now I got a good situa- situation with AJ Green. Now, like you said, Marvin Jones is back. He's another guy that's going to give me another option uh, to to stress your defense. And then there's Tyler Eifert. Eifert is going to be that forgotten guy <laughs> that's going to be able to exploit things because best. of all the. And they're going to have these wicked tight end sets where they may even have oh, wicked tight end sets. Three tight ends <laughs> out there. Three tight ends out at once, where it looks like it's going to be the run, and he's going to be that release guy that's going to have opportunities.
0: Is that a that should have been a coin name back in the days when you had Gronk and uh, and uh, Hernandez? Was that called the Wicked Tight End Set? That was wicked. We got the Wicked Set. That was wicked hot call. Wicked hot at the bubbler. <laughs> uh, I think I just threw it in London. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was, that's Boston. That's the drink? What's the lot What's the called in Boston though? I don't know what they call. They that. got to do it. I'll look, it up. Yeah. I'll look yeah. It, yeah. it up. I'll look it up. I'll look it
3: up. Find it up. Yeah, I mean there's just so much talent. It all comes down to the play of Andy Dalton. But I think the split's pretty much going to be what it was last year in terms of final, you know, accumulated numbers. I just think it'll be spread out more across the entire season. So yeah, I think Jeremy Hill has like 240 carries. Uh is, like probably a little I don't think he averages Over five yards a carry again. That was just insane. I don't think he can replicate that. I don't think he can knock off as many of those long runs as he did before. But I think he'll be like a 4.8, you know, type of guy. But with 240 carries and his ability to maybe catch 25 passes, you know, not too much more with how they want to use. Uh, you know, Bernard in the role he was sort of used in the first role as a compliment to uh, Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. You know, I definitely think that, you know, Bernard has a chance to catch 60 passes again and he's going to average, you know, he's going to be like a 1,200 total yard type of guy.
2: Right. I agree. Um, now, I do have Dalton ranked the highest of the four of us, but I think we're all going to rethink where we have him ranked. Looking at this offense, he doesn't deserve to be down at 27. I just hate Andy Dalton. I mean, are you freaking kidding me. I just hate him. 26, 27. I mean, I got him at 24. That's the highest. 2
4: years ago he was number 5.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Dude, he's the weapons on this team, especially with how much you like Eifert. And the AJ line. Green is still AJ Green. Marvin Jones is back. Dude, he's this we're, I'm it's sorry.
4: Like they say in Boston. It's a bubbla.
2: Is it the bubbla?
4: It's the, it's bubbla. the guy. bubla. Bubba, right, Bubbla. Bubbla. It's the bubbla.
0: Alright, I, I bring Daisy, I'm like... It's the bubbler, man! She looks oh, no, wait, I
2: uh, brought her in the wrong accent, sorry.
0: She looks at it, is, is, and she wants some water, I'm like, you want something from the bubbler? <laughs> no, she doesn't. No. <laughs> Alright, uh, 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 Sanu, or Marvin Jones. And uh, then let's kind of, we gotta roll through, we gotta roll through these guys, because no shot here. I think here. it's Jones all day. With, I yeah. think
3: it's Jones all day with Sanu in, like, the third wide receiver role, you know, potentially he's a pretty good handcuff to have though if you're an A.J. Green owner, because he showed for a while there, when he wasn't dropping everything thrown his way, that he was at least a halfway suitable target that gets open
2: Sanu got um, a chance to be an every down guy for a while there and he, he got used to it a little bit and he did alright with it, he did fine it goes back to two years ago now where Jones was kicking ass and being out there on the outside, and New was in the uh, third receiver role, slot a little bit, whatever type role, and that's what it goes back to, and it was working really well, and their offense was dynamic that way, and that's exactly what's going to happen.
4: And what they did was what was this is the other thing too. People who were on that, I was on that Marvin Jones bandwagon, but it was all the touchdowns. He had a four touchdown game. Yeah, it was it was eight touchdowns still on that had, year. Still, no, he still had him. I think it was even eight more than that, or but yeah. eight or nine or whatever. But ten. It, ten, yeah, more than that. Yeah. So. 10 touchdowns, four in one game, but that's the benefit that you get because AJ Green still gets the respect. So now the question is this is where I wonder, and this is where people who are jumping over to Marvin Jones thinking that that's going to be, you know, come right back again. Eifert wasn't healthy and doing his thing then either, or he was, but he wasn't where he was progressing to. He was a rookie at that point in time. Geez, you look at this team, almost too many mouths. Yeah right. Too many mouths to feed. That's but
2: a the only huge? the only problem. Who would have said that about the Bengals?
4: Yeah. I mean, wow. Only problem for that offense is that it is Hugh Jackson, and he does like to really. Lean toward the run game to be his ideal would be fifty five percent run, forty five percent pass. Yeah, love it. That's good stuff. Um, all right, break out quickly, Eifert. I
0: think we're all on board. We like what he's going to be able to do if he can stay healthy. Finally, in season three. Does he break out? We don't even need to talk about it. Pyro's super high on him. We're pushing the, uh, the envelope. We think we think that he's, he, he's, he's going to be sweet. So, quick things we'll go over that you that you got to consider is depth, and they've got a slow offensive line. Who knows how that plays into things. These are things to keep uh, for the team, things uh, and issues to keep an eye on in uh, camps and then in uh, training. And then in when they're actually playing preseason games. So uh, let's go to AFC South. Indianapolis Colts. That's a power and numbers team if there ever was one. Uh, in that uh, in that uh, thing that we just saw in our draft for the charity league, major major. A lot of guys are being drafted on the Indianapolis Colts. Whoa, I can't even believe it. So third wide receiver battle. Talk to me.
3: I don't know. I'm thinking that they might use Moncrief. I just think that you know he might be the lower drafted of the players. They don't have as much invested in him, but I think he's got a diverser range of you know skills.
2: A diverser, nice. Yeah,
3: diverser. I'm making yeah, up my yeah, own words. You again. are
2: making up your words. That's yeah. cool. I, I'm I'm like, it's
3: it's one a show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm allowed one a show.
0: Diverser your portfolio.
3: Diversify. So is it diversified? Was I supposed to use that?
0: (laughs) Diversified, a more diverse,
3: more diverse range of skills (laughs) uh, with his size, and then his size and Andre Johnson's size will allow T. Y. Hilton to use his electric ability in the slot, and I think that would maybe be the best way. But one of the things I'm hearing is it might not matter as much because Pep Hamilton literally, apparently, threw away the playbook with all the two tight end sets.
2: Yeah, and that's what I think. They're, run,
3: they're running four wide receiver sets. A little bit more, they're going to run a lot of three wide receiver sets. Uh, so I think both these guys have a chance, but I would still take the player who showed some upside in the league last season, and rather than who's just a combine guy as of right now in Dorset.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think uh, Moncrief has uh, wore his chops pretty well, and I think he'll, he'll definitely be that third guy. Dorsett is somebody to watch. There's no there's no doubt about that. Um, but I think who who ends up falling quite a bit because of it all is Kobe, Uh-oh. Kobe Flaner.
0: Uh this is where we got all uh,
2: arguments. I know, the and show. this is where so the argument's gonna, gonna, gonna
0: like, come I'm into it. Doing, it but I'm not Kobe, doing it, I'm not
2: doing we're it. Not doing it. <laughs> okay. Kobe Flaner is going to take a hit because of all this. Yep. And I think you guys know it. I think everybody knows it. Dwayne Allen is the far better blocker. Way better blocker. He can catch the touchdowns. He can he's actually a very good receiver when he's needed as one. So he's not going to come off the field very often. Fleener will take a hit with that. Uh but I you're right. They did throw out the playbook and they are throwing in more three slash four wide receiver sets and opening it up. Luck is the one who gets the uh the biggest boom from this.
0: Frank Gore, what are what are our expectations for him and his statistics and Another guy, you know, he's going early. Is he a fourth rounder now? Have you seen him? No? Third. third. Yeah. Third. Crazy. End the third round guy, basically always. I mean, this is a dude that's old, great player, great locker room guy. Houdini talked earlier in the show about how many consecutive 8,000 uh, yard games he had with
2: the I would Niners. love a 1,000 yard, yard
0: game. game. Thousand yard <laughs> <games>. <laughs> it is yeah. great. I've had it. it I've had it. I did it once. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Playing four QBs together combined.
0: <laughs> so, Tommy, what do you think? Do you think there's a chance that this guy lives up to his ADP?
2: Think, think about it this way. Where, we, where were people taking Trent Richardson when they, they were saying, Okay, wow, this guy's on the Colts. And he flopped his ass off. He just flopped. Do you think that Frank Gore is better than Trent Richardson? I do. Do you think he's, do you think he's better than a, a, a Bradshaw? I do. There's your answer right there. You combine what Bradshaw and Bridgerton basically did. Frank Gore is as consistent as it gets nowadays, and he he can pick up an offense. He's, he knows this offense now already. He's completely ingrained in it. Who does he have behind him? Dan Heron, Dan Boom Heron, who was the third slash fourth running back on the Bengals from four years ago, a couple years ago. It's Frank Gore's show. Josh Robinson, I think, is the only thing that may be uh, taken a little bit away from him in in just a little while. Josh Robinson is very dynamic. He can actually get into this offensive bunch. Take him with a late-round pick. I'm just going to say that right now. Josh Robinson, great rookie coming up. But it is a Frank Gore show, and the running back will get a lot of points here in, in Indianapolis. It's the same thing with like a Peyton Manning show that they used to have there. The running back would
4: always put up a ton of points. That's what Gore's going to do. Gore is 30, 32 years old. Yeah. Now this is a guy who's long in the tooth, but I will say this. I'm going to agree with Dog because again, look at the offenses that Frank Gore played in, in San Francisco. Did he have the protection of a quarterback that, that demands respect? No, yeah like, he, he took the advantage of a guy who could demand the, the, the ball fake, but that was all dependent on Frank Gore drawing the defense so that he could run. It had nothing to do with Kaepernick, you know, them respecting Kaepernick, why, why Gore's finding huge holes all the time. Are and don't, so, let's not forget the garbage that he had at the position prior to Kaepernick. Yeah. Right. No, I, mean, I, mean, nothing, I
2: mean, there, there was yeah. no threat whatsoever. No he threat. had to make everything for himself.
4: And he'll be the guy that Good people problem. are going to look at and say, oh, he's older and whatever. And it's like, they're not, when you game plan for Indianapolis, you're not game planning for Frank Gore. No. So... I think that, that allows Frank Gore a unique opportunity at this point in the stage in his career to really carve out a nice role without having to have a ton of pressure be on it. But at the same time, I do understand the people who worry about age and, and breakdown and going to a, a dome team where you're on the, on the artificial surface and everything. But again, he's in the AFC South! Yeah. You play against horrible defenses. You would have said the same thing about Frank Gore last year
2: and the year before. Right. And it, maybe even the year before. For but five he just years, keeps doing it, and now that they're going to be running more of a spread offense, he has all the room in the world to run.
3: Here's the only thing I worry about: is that offensive line is not nearly as good as the one he played behind in San Francisco. So True you, you got to think his you know yards per carry is probably going to drop, and it wasn't that high to begin with. It was something like four point three last year, but he usually averages around four point three, four point two, four point one a carry. So, yeah, I think he'll get like 250 carries for like 1,000 yards, and then he'll get some of his resi- receiving game chops back. And then I think he's a double digit touchdown candidate in this offense. So, whether it's receiving or just rushing touchdowns. So, you got to think, you know, he's going to get you
4: something like thirteen to 1,400 total yards and 10 touchdowns. You can't, You can't, that's, that's fantastic. Fantastic. And when you look at their offensive line, too, though, Let's think about ahead. it this way. <laughs> Fantastic. Their offensive line has, has increased and gotten better over the last three years. Look, Andrew Luck was sacked in his rookie year 41 times. 32 times a year after that, and last year was 27. That's fool's gold. It's full, their offensive line is terrible Outside
3: of Andrew Luck moving around in the pocket And yeah, Anthony right Costanza but,
4: but, but that's also why they're implementing the super spread offense And they're going to utilize his ability to run And to get out of the pocket And they're going to, That's what I'm saying I, I, I still love everything that they're doing in Indianapolis Because they're going to create ways for him to not take the hits And a lot of that's going to be That's why I still believe in Kofi Fleeter I had to bring it back no, because, no. because of, 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 of him rollouts and quick releases well, one thing I want to implement in my when I finally meet
0: the love of my life, my future wife, she gonna want, be here
4: in a half hour. No,
0: maybe that'd be nice. Sh- but wow. I'm gonna implement the super.
2: Sh- so I feel an edit coming.
4: <laughs> no, not at all. I don't Three want, weeks from now, we'll edit that out. Yeah, <laughs> we'll,
0: we'll see. We'll see. But I'm implementing the super spread offense on this one. I'll tell you right now. Oh
4: boy. Do you, you got you got you got you got the uh, the the uh, the strap the, the stirrups upstairs for her to sit in. Just a lot. Of- yeah, I
2: was wondering what that contraption was, was like, we doing- <laughs> A lot of beef on those legs we'll, we'll, we'll hey, it. Here's the thing about Frank Gore Last year and uh, actually every year of his la- uh, uh, NFL career so far What was Trent Richardson's biggest problem? He couldn't pick a hole and just go What is Frank Gore's biggest strength? Picking a hole and going that guy finds the hole and he just jets he just goes through it. Yeah. That is going to he's gonna take advantage of that in this offense and it's gonna work real well
0: for
4: he's him. He's a professional running back.
0: He is. The patience punch that he's got is very Arian Foster-esque, where they're able to patient find that hole and then just go for it. So uh Colts, we're already, we've already run over our time with that. Alright, quick quick thing, uh, yeah, we're done with that. I'll ask you, which offense do you like better for fantasy football this year? Steelers? Or Colts. Eh.
3: <laughs> just give But Green Bay Packers. You think well, they're the, the what, one? What
4: was our bet? What, what was our bet? We each picked one of the three. That was that was no. That was uh, it was like a passing offense. Don't whatever, pull it I up because I have the Atlanta Falcons. And oh, uh, yeah. but I think you picked fourth. I was the last pick, right? Because yeah. it was like Green Bay went first. And I was like, I, just... I shook the Colts. No, I think I initially took the. Or, or, no, you took the Eagles. You took the Eagles. Oh yeah. yeah I initially right. took the Colts and I dropped the Colts for, for, the, for the Falcons, Falcons based on straight the schedule.
0: There you go. And then okay, well let's move on. We'll, we're gonna go back to all those bets one day, and I can't wait to bet some more. I'm gonna <laughs> pull the old Johnny Merlo. Sorry, buddy. I know you're not listening. Like double or nothing. <laughs> double or nothing. You already pulled your double or nothing.
1: You want cookies? No. Warm milk? No. Should I fix you some sandwiches? No, only fucking sandwiches. What is it with you to fix fuck sandwiches? Okay. No. Do you want anything else? No.
0: Beer. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Jacksonville Jaguars. Is Allen Robinson a legit wide receiver one on this team? Is he a wide receiver two and three in fantasy? Where are you thinking? He's basically a wide receiver three starter on a lot of teams we see in mocking and drafts. Do you think that works out given the situation in this team? Give me a give me a light on this uh, stag party.
3: Allen Robinson is one of those guys that you know you're sort of spread on. He's being drafted as wide receiver thirty two, pretty much overall. But you know, he's an eighth or round, ninth round type of guy. Who might be filling that wide receiver three slot for you if you're going early on running backs in PPR leagues? I'm pretty sold on him as a wide receiver three. Uh, some people have him rate, rated as a two, but I think that's a little too high. I just don't see the touchdowns ever coming. So I think he might be another guy like you know a, an Amari Cooper light to where he gets you know maybe eight catches for you know nearly a thousand yards
4: and like four touchdowns. I, I like your correlation to an Amari Cooper led. Because Amari Cooper, I believe, and he better be because we drafted him in our league. We're high,
0: we're high all around.
4: Is that I believe that he is a just real professional wide receiver. That he's a guy that knows what he's doing. He knows how to score touchdowns. And even though the Raiders are an offense that I would say that you can correlate the Jacksonville and, and Oakland offenses to being kind of similar with with all these young players around and, and a lot of potential, but is it realized yet? I think they're going to realize it faster uh, with Amari Cooper than you do with Allen Robinson, and I'm going to go to your point. I agree. I don't think the touchdowns are going to come for him. I see him as being one of these guys that is able to operate inside the 20s, but once it gets into that inside the red zone, I, I just don't see him being a dominant force that you can count on. Not that he's not going to score touchdowns, but... Why did Alan Hearns score so many touchdowns last year? Why were there always different people? And now you're bringing in Julius Thomas. Now you're bringing in somebody who actually has proven that he can score touchdowns. 24 in the last two years, to be precise. 12 for a year. So, you know, that's, that's why I, I sit there and I go, I worry about Alan Robinson in that regard. So, I do. I think you're smart, though, and you're right. Wide receiver three, it's about the right spot to have him
0: well, I had him as my wide receiver, I think, two in a mock draft I did, that we did for, was that the Pirate Podcast Light? Maybe. Uh, or no, I think it was one of the, whatever it was. Ugh, wasn't feeling good about it at all. Um, we will know soon. This might be a guy that gets injured. The Hearns thing, who they're saying is now legit, he, he had a lot of fluke plays there at the beginning of the season. Ridiculous fluke yeah, plays. Yeah, there was some fluke play action. But Robinson, we'll see. The Jaguars are a team that I'm enamored by, I'm interested in. Uh, Yeldon's going a little bit too high for me to really feel like he's going to be on any of my teams. But there's just so many unknowns and so many new players in this Broadway show that I just do not know what's going to happen. And it could be a great season where we could be at the end of the season looking at this team and saying, hey, we gotta, it's a, they got three guys in power and numbers where they had zero last year. Um, but at the same time, it could be business as usual.
4: Or it could be a <laughs> Bell birthday. Day. What the hell's wrong with you? I'm trying to fucking leave here. Pants are awful baggy. You got anything in there?
1: Yeah, my dick. You want to see it?
4: <laughs> Sounds like
0: something dog would say. <laughs> <laughs> but, let's go on. Let's go on. Let's talk, to, about, let's talk
4: about the running back situation there.
0: Well, quickly, Hearns or Marquise Lee. They're both going pretty pretty, pretty similarly. Uh, Marquise is going before him. Hearns is in the mix. They're saying Hearns is the starter. Who do you like out of those guys? Just quickly. You don't even need to really talk about it. If you had to pick one of them... For more fantasy points in in your leagues, who you like? And who I you
4: like Marquis Lee, and I'm I'm surprised that he is falling though. In, in oh. our uh, what was it the uh, fantasy pros draft that we're in? He's still available. Every, every every mock
0: everything I, I'm doing. I don't think he's still. available. I thought he was.
4: No, I,
2: he's gone. He just got taken.
4: Just got taken. Okay, Burns just got taken.
3: But this is a 24 round draft, right? But so.
4: team. But that's what I'm saying. He's going to be available because he wasn't he's, taken he, until 18 both, or 19. Both or
0: of these guys are undrafted in most leagues. Yeah. And he's so. yeah, Marquis going super late. Do you like him or? Are you, it's, it's, we said we were going to stay away. I, we kind of want to stay away from the team because we just don't know where it's going to be at. But if do you think you could I, do it, I anything? had to
2: take one of my, I think Lee is the superior talent. So I would rather take the chance on Lee because I don't think either one will make that much of a difference. Lee has a better chance to.
0: TJ Alden Stag Party. Can he be a three uh, down back for this team? Is he a solid running back, too? Is he more of a flex? Where are you seeing him? Because he's he's going high.
3: I mean, he's not going that high. I mean, his ADP is running back 24, so he's pretty much the last running back 2 being taken in 12-team leagues. I'd be fairly comfortable with him as a running back 2, but I think I'd like to have one of those higher upside options, depending on which way I draft, depending on what, what I ended up with earlier than that. Uh, it just sort of depends. But I think... It's all going to come down to this offensive line. If they don't play any better than how they played in the past, then it's not going to get any better for Bortles. It's not going to get any better for TJ Yeldon. It's not going to get any better for these wide receivers. And, you know, this offense just isn't going to come together without an offensive line that's at least
2: adequate. Yes and no. I I agree with that, and this last thing we'll say on them. Uh, Bortles, a year under his belt, makes a difference regardless of the offensive line. He was lost last year. He's not going to be lost this year. And that definitely makes a difference. The offensive line definitely makes a difference, but just knowing what the hell you're doing out there, that makes a bigger difference, and I think it will make a difference for Bortles and the Jags' uh, offense in general this year.
0: Cool. All right, let's move to the Tennessee Titans. God, we we s- go from great team to great team, yeah. don't we? This is a real. Awesome. Oh, I've been this, is, this is why to you keep saying you love this. They go against this division.
3: That's why we gave it to Horvath, and he's trying to make trades with me. <laughs> and his like throw-in was that he wouldn't beat me too bad in the pyro. He league. He wouldn't embarrass you. Oh, too speaking much. speaking of the pyro league, you know we have pretty much finally finalized all the details. It'll be a twelve team league where you can start sending in your submissions uh, immediately. Pretty much, we'll put up a post on the site here uh, pretty soon, as soon as we can get a sort of submission form all set up. But, you know, just send in videos, just send in, uh, you know, cool spreadsheets. We've seen some cool spreadsheets about how people have, like, taken our draft kit and, like, added their own stuff to it. And and those have been pretty sweet. But yeah, uh, we're going to do two pyro teams and then 10 uh, fan teams. The four of us are gonna split one team, and then OC and Mo will split another team. Uh, between the two of them, we'll pretty much manage it how we've been managing it. I don't know how we're gonna do it with only uh, a minute thirty seconds left uh, per pick for all our Texas so There's not gonna
0: be two leagues. There's gonna be only one. Only one league with Wow ten, with or ten OC. OC got got you good there, Stags. He he won. He won. Was, he he won. Was persistent enough. Where you're like okay. I
3: just. There was a point when something came over my mind. It was called, I don't give a fuck.
0: <laughs> 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 you want to know, the points come over that, me, for me, six pack at a time. And then I, Bell-berry.
1: You know, I think I've turned a corner today, but it's for a purpose. It made me feel good about myself. It was like I did something constructive with my life or something. I don't know. Like I accomplished something.
0: One thing I'll say, Val Verde, uh, I want to give a shout out to you, my brother, a uh, guy that's been with us helping out with content for about two, uh, three, three years, and really helping out last year with the news feeds Has done in that draft kit, a lot of pros and cons, has helped us out with a lot of pieces that we're going to be putting up in the resource toolbox from Priro Pro. He's been an awesome guy for us. Did he tell No. Oh, oops. Valverde.
1: Yeah. Oh no.
0: no. You're talking like he died or something. No, Sorry. no, Valverde. You dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Val That's what uh, we're saying, to, to, be, to be honest, I just wanted to give you a shout out. Valverde has, uh, has been writing with us and working with us, and is obviously we've coined our beer drinking habits around him for funny pyro podcast reasons and dogmaticisms. Um, I'll just say. Thank you very much for everything he did. He's gone on and joined another uh, a, a fantasy crew, uh, which is awesome. What is it, Dynasty Fantasy League, or what, what's it? What's it called? So, so. DFL. So, actually, DFL. Yeah. DFL. Uh, so wish you the best of the luck. You're always going to be a Pyro. Mad respect to you. Thank you for all the time and effort that you put into uh, Pyro, and we just love you. Uh, So good luck, brother, and we appreciate everything you brought to the table in helping us Uh, build Pyromania. You're always welcome back.
2: Just bring beer.
1: And here you go. I'm healing up good, and they tell me that I will soon be 100%, even with eight bullets dug out of me, because they didn't hit any vital organs, just my liver, which is fucked anyway.
4: Belverde, Belverde. Get him the reverse on the on the on the on the on the, the broke ass liver.
0: Well, the best yeah. part is that Valverde doesn't drink. He right, does. I know. I, was, I, I talked. I talked to him like, God, what do you think uh, about your name being synonymous with our fans and beer drinks? Like, well, I think it's funny because I don't drink. <laughs>
2: that is hilarious. That
0: is hilarious. All right, let's go. Cobb, Sankey, what what happens in that matchup for the Titans? Uh, I thought we were done with the Titans. We're <laughs> gonna go think, through. We're <laughs> gonna catch up, and we're gonna literally do two minutes. This is two minute Titans.
3: Okay, then the only person worth talking about is Marcus Mariota to Kendall Wrights and or Delaney Walker, because he his accuracy is dramatically going to improve. You know the percentage of catchable balls thrown to those two guys. Uh, you know their ability to run after the catch will be dramatically improved. Uh, by Marcus Mariota's accuracy, by his ability to move around in the game, uh, by his ability just to scramble and create plays on his own. Plus, they've got a pretty decent offensive line there that you know can block for him. The question is Sankey or Cobb? Sankey or Cobb? And it's sort of a boring question because Cobb, as I have said before, is slower than Molasses, and Bishop Sankey sucked a fat one last year. So you just gotta hope that Bishop Sankey can rebound to college form, in which he was a very good runner from the shotgun, and the ability for a running be- running quarterback to take the edge off a of defense and take down that backside uh, chasing end will be a big thing for this offense, and hopefully allow uh, Sankey to take take it to at least an admirable level of like 800 yards.
4: <laughs> I just hope that Justin Hunter can post as many yards as was his bail. Yeah. Well, what's what that? Say, is when I think it
0: was only five hundred bucks. <laughs> when Sankey's, uh sucking a big fat one last year, I think if he does that again, we're going to change the name to Bishop Stanky.
2: I was thinking Stanky.
0: Stanky. Stanky. Yeah, yeah. He
4: was very Stanky last year. Well, didn't you have a Bishop Stanky, uh, a fake football team yeah. name last year?
2: Flogging, flogging the Bishop Stanky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: Gotta bring it back, gotta bring it back.
0: Reel it in. That's hilarious. Alright, you talked about it. Let's do it. Let's move on. Anyone got it? You you like Delaney Walker as a value. Say something about it. I drove through
2: Tennessee once. That's my comment.
0: There you go.
4: And we did (laughs) it in two minutes. Fair
0: (laughs) enough. We did? Awesome. And now, the Houston Oilers. I mean, Oilers, Oilers, Oilers. Let's do it. QB battle. What's happening there?
4: It's going to be Brian Hoyer. He'll be the guy that's going to start. Now the thing is that, you know, Tom Savage was the guy that uh, was was a lot of intrigue and interest into last year, and they got and they traded for Ryan Mallett. So you got all these. God, it's a bunch of also rans, is what you got.
2: Brian Hoare is the winner, though.
4: Yeah, he is the winner.
2: Yeah, he's the one who's he studied. Uh, King of the, he, the nerds. Yeah, I mean, he studied under Tom Brady in the NFL. He went to Michigan State. He's a winner. He went to Michigan.
4: So State. we about <laughs> Ryan Mallett. <here? laughs> Yeah, He's still Tom Brady, but
2: Brian Orr went to Michigan State. That I love the, the way thing.
4: that's the first
0: time you've tried to intertwine Michigan State and Tom Brady, and winner. Yeah, because <laughs> Tom Brady is the the hated. All right, edit, edit, edit. <laughs> nice, nice. All right, let's go. Let's go on. That's enough. There, no one knows what's going to happen in that QB battle, and it's not pretty regardless. Stand My party? vote is for
3: Mallet. I, I, I'd prefer Mallet if he was the starter. He's got the bigger arm, more intangibles from the quarterback position. I just think he can make more plays. Plus, I feel like he'll have a tendency to chuck it deep. And as a potential DeAndre Hopkins owner... Potential?
0: There's not sir, one... You are, you are, you're not you are owning him. him. You are owning You'll him. You'll have him in every league. What do you... Do you know,
3: like? I'm we not. Like dra- I'm no. not out drafting him.
0: We no. like him. We like him. But you want him,
2: so you'll have him. No, no that's not, a not true. You'll a have have a lot of people want DeAndre Hopkins. None as much as this
0: fellow. No, probably. Not I have him
3: ranked, much ranked th- at wide receiver twelve. That's not that high.
4: That's higher than me. It it's a little higher than me too, too up but up not that much higher.
2: The kid's going to be great. If you ask me, that kid's still going to be great there. He's got Cecil Shorts competing of for his targets. Nate Washington and Jalen Strong. Um, and don't even talk about their tight ends, they don't have one.
4: Right. I, I,
2: I mean...
0: Not none you, you fantasy mentioned. relevant. Well, here's here's what... No, saying. they don't have one. It's <laughs> from what I hear. So, it is, is there, Graham, is there any way that one of those guys opposite Hopkins does anything to help Hopkins out, regardless of the quarterback situation?
4: I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll give you the crazy, crazy talk. This is the crazy talk, okay? Getting nutty. But a guy who is always under the radar, he... He's just a good, decent receiver. A guy that never gets recognized. Nate Washington. It's, that's true. I mean, that's this guy true. is just... He's a pro. He's the Derek Mason of this day and age. He's just, just going to put not up the, Not as good. No. He, he didn't go to he's Michigan gonna, State. I know. I know. I know. He's not a winner. He's going to give you 100 <laughs> less yards on the year than, than Derek Mason's and two less touchdowns because he didn't go to Michigan State. But... <laughs> You know the thing is that I think that he'll have a better chance early, and then I would say second half of the season, look for Jalen Strong to start stepping up his, you know, his potential. No,
2: the guy behind him, Keyshawn Martin.
4: Yeah, he, he went to Michigan Mr.
2: State, State.
0: <laughs> so he's yeah. the winner here.
2: Exactly. <laughs> well, All right, he's move, the winner who went on, to Michigan on. State. Move on. Move on. We're done with you Texans. Uh, you know, who's Foster's handcuff? It's Alfred Blue. I. It's not but, Jonathan Grimes. Chris Polk,
4: maybe, but. He, it, no, but no, it's just, just not Chris Polk. Okay. Are 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 we? Are you still high on blue like you were last year? Or is it, are, are you really high on, on blue? No, I'm not. I'm, not <laughs> in blue. I picked the wrong week yeah. to stop, stop taking that thing out instead of blue.
2: blue. <laughs> uh, would you say glue or blue? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, I thought he you said, said blue I was thinking Walter you White blue. You didn't say blue, didn't you? <laughs> I said glue Oh, blue. I thought you oh. said blue Walter White You know, a little Breaking Bad My baby I, I wish I could get some of that Anybody
4: say <laughs> anybody Mike? Mike White? Mike White?
2: Mike White?
4: Any Mike White around? <laughs> when, I was at, when I was at the Dead Show I got a guy who walked by and He goes You get the people who go Doses, doses I got a guy who walks by and goes Heavy doses Heavy doses
0: <laughs> 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 I was listening all night For liquid doses Liquid doses. Oh, boy. I brought my I brought my own little uh, sugar cubes. Oh, there oh, you go. my. Uh, let's go on to the ASC West. This is our last division. We got four more teams to go. To be honest, guys, I'm impressed. I am impressed. It's the first show I think I can remember. Maybe we did one about 120 ago where we actually set a timer on our iPhone or on whatever. Whatever you like to oh, use. Time oh, time on, on our Android. Where it's free. Um... But
1: yeah. where I come from, we didn't celebrate Christmas. Not because we were Jewish, but because my dad was a worthless, coward, fucking asshole whose idea of a present was a daily punch to the back of the head. He did teach me how to crack a safe, though. <laughs>
2: That's good. All you right. You guys seen that movie? Yes.
0: Oh okay. God, it's, it's one was. of my
2: favorites. I can't stop
0: laughing the whole way through it. No, it's it's ridiculous. It's a great movie, Houdini. Doing it in July is a terrific little uh, invert on what's going on. Good good stuff. Um, alright, AFC West. Well, yes. Wait,
4: but before we get into the AFC West, you got you got you got a girl that's coming here, right? Yeah.
1: I just hope I just hope. Fuck on my beard. It's not real. No shit. Well, it was real, but you see, I got sick and all the hair fell out, so I had to wear this fucking thing. How'd you get sick? I loved a woman who wasn't clean. Mrs. Santa? And that was her sister. <laughs> Amen.
0: All the above. Bring oh, it. We're psyched it. to do some... Uh, just We'll do a quick Chicago mention. Lollapalooza's in town. Yeah. It's going to be a fun time. Uh, gonna, I'm gonna actually going to three days. I haven't been to Lollapalooza, I think, in four... I think it's four years.
2: It's because you're 57, dude. <laughs> it's true. It's, <laughs> it's time true. to move on. <laughs> it's true.
0: But it's Shout out to of. my buddy. He won tickets.
4: For a three-day pass, he won a charity raffle. He won three-day pass. He's got two kids, Siegel. So him oh, and his wife, really are, they left. They're leaving the kids with the the parents, uh, the grandparents out in uh, in the burbs, and they're spending the weekend in the in the uh, city going to Lala. See, to be honest,
0: if nice. I was a parent, I'm just gonna let you guys know, parent one-on-one, style, style. The reason why I'm not married and probably will never be a parent. Be if calm. I was, I would buy the friggin' tickets and then be like. I won, honey. I won. I got, this thing. I got this thing. We're doing it. And then all of a sudden, the dynamics change. The hilarious. grandparents got to take the kids. We, I won on a radio show. I didn't buy it. That's one of the best things I've ever I, heard you say. i am <laughs> scheming like this. If I'm, I get married, it schemes like this. I'm, how does it not seem like I really wanted to go, but
4: I was just lucky? I'm putting that in my in my repertoire now because I'm. I'm, oh, I'm lost going there,
0: to I'm a
2: married brother right now yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's done. Believe me it,
2: I got a lot of ideas
0: like I'm this I'm going to use that to skew the marriage Trust me I'm using I'm that for Ryan this. Fest Plus
3: so. charity ideas Plus charity ideas are like Oh I was just supporting a charity yeah, right, it's like, right. Then you're an all around good guy yeah. not And I'm rewarded
4: with Lala tickets yeah.
0: I put some money towards Cecil The poor lion that got crushed And all of a sudden Now we're going to Lala all weekend Thanks Fanny Let's, <laughs> Let's go Let's <laughs> go Alright, uh, let's talk about Keenan Allen. Bounce back year. We talk about him on, on the shows plenty. Is I this a so. guy that we're going to not be talking about for fantasy football next year? Or is it bounce back time?
2: I think it is bounce back time. Um, I think that he kind of rests on his laurels in that year too. And he got a little fat and a little lazy and just didn't work hard. And I think he realized that that obviously takes effect in that following year. So he really, really put it to it this offseason, and I think he's going to have a bounce-back year. Um, it's it's Malcolm Floyd's last year, and you know Malcolm Floyd's going to be working hard out there. I'm not going to say let's put Phil Rivers up any higher because he's as high as he can go right now, but I think that they're going to be working a lot harder there in San Diego than you think, and I think Keenan Allen's going to be a big part of it.
3: Well, the thing is, Keenan Allen wasn't
2: that bad last year. I mean, no, how much? was. Well, he first, half around, late first,
3: first half was horrible. Yeah, late uh, season. Okay, i on the season, though, how many catches did he have? Like 70? 77. 70?
2: Like over I 70? Say, I'm going to guess 77. I'm is, pretty
3: sure 77 is right. Wow. But, yeah, people are just talking. better than I and, thought. And it's like, he had set like 70, seven
2: 77. 77. 77
4: catches for what? Like 800?
2: 7, no, 783.
4: Yeah, it was low. So, it yeah. was low. And so only four TDs. T- t- yeah, which he didn't have one until after week but seven, I think.
2: It was it was only fourteen games. He True. missed two games. Mm-hmm. Seventy-seven catches in fourteen games. That's oh.
3: impressive. So oh. in a PPR league, he was performing. I think he finished at like wide receiver 30, 36 or something. Uh, but you know, on a per game basis, he's pretty good. The only thing that changed was his touchdown rate. And you know, Antonio Gates caught all those touchdowns last year. Caught twelve, which was tied for second in the league among tight ends, uh, but he's gone for the first game, four games of the year, and he's a year older, and things are just not, you know, gonna be there. So Keenan Allen's a prime bounce back candidate, and Keenan Allen is the prime, you know, Derek Mason type because he doesn't do anything great. Mm-hmm. He's not super tall. He's not super fast. He's not super quick. He's just a good possession receiver who's always open somehow and knows how to find holes in the zone. He's a football
4: player. Here's the problem that he had also. He didn't have the benefit of any type of a running game last year. Okay, The running game fell apart for the Chargers. Now you're going to have Melvin Gordon there. If Melvin Gordon can step in and be... Half of good. what he looked like good, at, good. At, at, at Wisconsin. Oh, it's not just that. Woodhead coming back. Well, right. Yeah. Yeah. So you lost you lost, you lost, a whole ton on their on, yeah. their on their running back. Now, Ryan Matthews was always in and out of the lineup anyway. Melvin Gordon is more of a home run hitter than Ryan Matthews ever was in his career. So, if you can show that home run hitting ability, now you're going to take the pressure off of Keenan Allen. You're going to make defenses start having to focus on shutting down the running game. You have Phillip Rivers, who is, besides Ben Roethlisberger, who I mentioned earlier, Throws the second best, ugly, but the ugliest looking, the way that he throws the deep ball. Like, it looks like it's a retarded throw. But he throws that ball so well that it's like it's always within a stride or two of the wide receiver. Neither he's catching it as he's going, he's never having to go back and wait for the ball to come for him. He, he's the like, ball to come he, to him. He, there, he Rivers like, always leads his receivers. Absolutely.
0: Got that Bernie Kosar sidearm? Yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. Weird, literally push throw, but it is it's
4: effective.
2: Yeah, Um, Stevie Johnson,
4: that's it. He's the wild card.
2: Huge wild card there, Uh, especially with the four game suspension for uh, for Antonio Gates. Um, I I think that Stevie Johnson steps up and takes a lot of that underneath stuff. Uh, I mean, Keenan Allen will get his due as for you know for sure he should. Um, but Malcolm Floyd has always just been a, a Kind of a field stretcher He'll catch 55 passes For 780 yards And
4: six, seven touchdowns He's your three six, point shooter five, Role player in the NBA He's your Craig Hodges Yes, exactly He's, now, the, let one, me ask you. he's the one who the important question. In,
2: uh, yeah. in
0: gasoline no, his, his, wife, his wife tried try to throw him uh, uh, let him no, on fire She doused him in
4: gasoline and missed him with the match but uh, <laughs> the, the ultimate question here, and this is where it, it, it plays back to Keenan Allen and it plays back to all these other things. Everybody's talking about Ladarius Green because Antonio Gaze is going to be out. I'm not a believer that all of a sudden, I, I, I was calling this two years ago and it didn't happen. Ladarius Green has been the mo- one of the most frustrating, annoying tight ends in fantasy football. So am I to believe now that Antonio Gates being suspended the first four weeks. There's a lot of people out there who are talking this. Is all of a sudden going to assume that role? And I'll say this. My opinion is I think Keenan Allen may get those touchdowns and the looks for the touchdowns. Green, you tell me.
2: I'll, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll, t- I'll You know what? The only way I could do this is in percentages. I think that it's more likely that Allen and Stevie Johnson get used more, and uh, Danny Woodhead gets used a little bit more, and the offense uh, sticks kind of within what they're doing, what they know, and the players that they know. Uh, Stevie Johnson obviously is not included in that mix, but he's such kind of the veteran-type guy that he almost kind of fits with that. But there's, I'd say there's a 25% chance that Ladarius Green takes it and runs with it. That guy is supremely talented. You cannot, you cannot just un, uh, uh, take away what that guy can do. His
4: talents are amazing. The problem that I've had, and I want to hear what you got to say to Staggs, is that he will show it in one game and then be non-existent for three games.
2: However, it's because Antonio Gates is always there. True. Now he's not going to be there and no chance of him being there. Mm-hmm. It's just his show. It's just Ladarius' show. That makes a difference. But, it doesn't make so much of a difference that, hey, all of a sudden, Rivers is like, finally, thank God Gates has gone, I yeah. can throw a little he's green. Um, no, that's not what's going to happen here. Can he break out enough in those first two games to make Rivers say, God, I, I, I can't wait to throw this guy again. There's a chance, but I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know, they're, they're all kind of, the older you get, the more stuck in your ways you are. You know, I I really don't know. Stag party, what do you got there? Anything?
3: Yeah, I got some things if my internet will work. Like,
4: <laughs> like Ladarius green. This is sport. why you always also get the uh, Pyro draft kit because you don't have to worry about Wi-Fi crashing your draft. Like Ladarius well, is uh, per game
3: averages with playing without Antonio Gates or something like three catches for like seventy two yards yeah. and a touchdown or something.
2: So. Pretty good. I, they're they're extremely good. I remember I wrote a whole article on why there is green because of it. Um, but the fact of matters is, is that there's time
3: you know, to unearth he, it again. He
2: throws. <laughs> I will. I'll, I'll unearth it. No problem. I'll put it back out there because it's worth. It's you know. It's worth a read. It's it's definitely bears uh, significance here. But the fact of matters is, is that he always had one big play. There That's... was always one big play that he would make and. The, well, yeah, I mean, well, respect uh, to this guy because he can make that big play. Antonio Gates can't make that sixty-yard catch and run anymore like Bladarius can. But it's based on those type of plays that he would uh, put. But well, that's up those always type of
4: those it how it was. He, he, but he doesn't get the multitude. You're never going to get a six-seven catch game like you got with Antonio.
0: Let's move oh, on. From very true. I, I feel like in this podcast we talked about this is one of those players. This top five of us talking about. Uh, that just is, never scores fantasy points. I don't see it changing. Um, sorry.
4: Let's go to the dream team. The okay. dream
0: team. Sorry about Christine Michael. We're <laughs> he's <laughs> in there. He's top five as well. He's 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 ahead of Ladarius by a smidgen. Uh, at least we haven't been talking about Michael for the last year and a half. We still friggin' talk about uh, Ladarius. Uh, all right, Oakland Raiders.
3: This is what we're talking about for Dream Team now? Our yeah. standards have fallen.
1: I saw you at another one. Well, I'm very happy for you. You're not really Santa. If you were Santa, you could do magic. You want to see some magic? Here, let's watch you disappear. <laughs> all
0: right. Amari Cooper, we talk about him a lot. I love him. and we're, We all love him. Uh, I've read, watched... video last week of Tim Brown the newly inducted or to be inducted finally finally.
4: talk about a guy that like deserved it more than anyone for length of career and no he was not like the number one receiver like for four years in a row but god damn he was like top ten for like 13 years in a row
0: but there's a waiting list you know they got Reed in it there's like you can't you can't all of a sudden just because you retire. He wasn't a first baller. He was in that mix of hey we got to chip away at these wide receivers but get in line.
4: But he was also part of that group that was getting all the receivers who are going to be coming in now. There's a whole line of not respect for those receivers after uh, Stallworth and Lynn Swan got in. And it was like they just shut the door on everybody. That's Absolutely. Uh, but this week Jerry Rice talking about you know he only
0: really played for the Raiders I think two and a half maybe. Maybe three years uh, But he's talking about Hey, you know, the Raiders have got a professional They got a guy that's, he's the ne- He called him the next Tim Brown, Jerry Rice So, Tim, I mean Amare I think he is as Fail safe As it gets in the rookie situations Right now with Derek Carr I think if you're in a dynasty league Do I think Amari Cooper is going to score you the most points Over the next five to ten years? No but if there were the least amount of question marks, even with my love for Kevin White and, and you know a lot, of, a lot of other players uh, across the positions, don't you just know that he's going to be a pretty good prop? Yeah. yeah,
2: I think he's definitely the most ready-made for right now, and I think it's a great situation for him. I do think that he's actually probably going to score the most fantasy points for a wide receiver this year. Except for Val. Mary. Mary.
1: God damn it!
0: *Nintendo Deer Hunter to
2: God, Shit, what you want?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so now, who's uh, Amari more like? Tim Brown, Jerry Rice, or uh, Torrey Holt? Because wow. those, right. those are like, that's like the kind I, of thing that he's got coming out of school and his rookie year, you kind of know they're going to be He's great. a grader.
4: He's more like Tim Brown. He's the guy that, I, I will tell you this, I think that he has great potential to jump in and, and just hit the ground running. But when you look at super skill sets, and are you going to be a guy that's going to be able to take that jump to the next level? I think that I think that he is like... Allen Robinson one point five, times one point five, so he's one and a half times better than Allen Robinson. Whereas Allen Robinson's like a top thirty receiver, I think that that Amari Cooper is going to be one of those probably about top fifteen receiver every year. But I don't know that because you're going to have where he settles in, and he's he. They always say, what happens with the guys who are the most polished? How often do they become more polished? So I think point. that he, that he's probably one of those guys that's going to show you what he's got. He's going to be about you know probably his height about a twelve to thirteen hundred yard receiving, ninety receptions with like ten eleven touchdowns.
0: So you're saying he's a Torrey hole? okay. Which and is, yeah, is, is
2: awesome. numbers-wise. I, I mean, I think you're talking like skill set-wise. Well, well yeah, I was initially talking about
0: career-wise,
2: but I like it. We're talking about fantasy. Well,
0: who you know, cares, like who stuff cares about their I'm career. I'm thinking like yeah.
4: Tim Brown because it's like when Tim Brown came out of Notre Dame, I mean, this guy was a polished wide receiver. He came in. I see he didn't you. miss a step when yeah, he came in. I see he, he immediately picked up. He was a solid receiver for 10, 11 years. I mean, the guy, it wasn't like he burned your doors off, but he, you goddamn knew you could count on him for everything that he was going to give you. At least a thousand yards and at least like seven, eight touchdowns, you know, and that was in the old days. Yeah, that, that's so what I was that's why I'm saying now that was this more of a dead ball so I'm He's going to be eleven to twelve hundred yard receiver right. type of guy with like anywhere from six to ten, eleven, twelve touchdowns. I mean, sure. he could be that guy, but is he going to be that eighteen hundred yard Calvin Johnson? That Julio? Jo- no, I don't see that.
2: No, that's no.
4: the thing. He could be a
3: you know fringe top ten, fifteen wide receiver in fantasy, but he will never be the number one mm-hmm. wide receiver in fantasy ever.
2: There's no there's just no right. chance of it. He you have to have I hate to say a it, dominant it. trait. Yes, yes, yeah, dominant trait. He's
0: yeah. polished. Yeah, yeah. I agree and with everything. That. I agree. With that One thing I wanna ask you guys personally, who has I mean I you know, I've got a receding hairline, I shave it often. Who has better hair? Me or Al Davis's son?
3: I'd have to know about El I do really Unlike you, I've
0: never seen to the top line. of El Dibs. <laughs> no, you gotta head. pull it up. I'll pull it
2: up. Well, well, no, I don't
0: you
4: know guys
0: either. don't know the bullfucking well, out. Oh my god. You guys do not watch this stuff enough. <laughs> this you guy, are a social I, I, media
3: guy. I watch actual football, not <laughs> the so sidelines
0: in there. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I do too, but I watch all sides. Look at oh that my idiot.
4: god, you have a better haircut Thank you, you, have Thank a better, you. That is that the, the best bowl cut I've ever seen in my entire life That is a gigantic oh, wow. bowl That is seriously someone put a plastic bowl on his head And just snipped around the, the thing oh Ball my. is beautiful now, It's the best because the hair comes over the ears That's unbelievable It's that a complete bowl all the way around Over ears Who cuts
3: their That's hair over ears That's a year old now?
0: bowl cut, dude
3: Let's talk with Tavius Murray Yeah,
0: yeah Cause I mean, that's better than the bulk of but that's great. Better hair than the guy over there. Damn. Man. I mean,
3: like, I watched Latavius Murray's workouts, and I didn't realize how, like, big, while being big, while being, like, limber, he actually is. He like, is. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't look, like, super thick, like a lot. Like, he should at, what, 220, 230 pounds? Mm-hmm. He looks just like a, a sprinter.
2: Like... He's a freak. He yeah. absolute freak. You've been saying that since day I one. I have been saying it from day one. Before you even second. got a carry. Yeah. You did. You did. But the second he was drafted, the second he was on that team, he didn't even play his first year, was put on, on injured reserve before the season started. I'm like, oh no. you got to be kidding me. I, this is my guy. You know, i I got to wait another year to talk this guy up. This guy is a freak, and I can't wait to see him really take the reins on this one. I, I have a problem with the fact that he can't seem to stay healthy. Can't seem to keep it going without something happening to him. But, that you know what? It proves wrong over time with certain guys. Matthew Stafford. DeMarco Murray. Yeah, DeMarco Murray. We'll see what happens. He got a whole year under his belt. That's great. We'll see what happens with that. But but somebody like a Matthew Stafford, what everybody thought was injury-prone. Plain and simple. Injury-prone. And now he has the longest streak ever. In Lions history of starting every game in a row for a quarterback, great example.
3: Yeah, and then there's the fact that Trent Richardson's behind him. Uh, no, but for real, about Latavius Murray, like Bill, being in Bill Musgrave's offense, where they're likely to, you know, give him the ball a ton if he succeeds. If like the second he has, like, you know, the start of a good game, and he's at like, you know, ten carries for sixty yards or something. You know he's gonna get like 25 or 30 carries. Like he's just gonna get that. He's just gonna get fed and get fed and get fed. But the thing is, you know, Latavius Murray's injury last year was what a concussion after that Kansas City game. But he would have played in the next game had they not just been out of it. And they they he was cleared to play. But they said, oh well, we don't really need him to play this game. You know, we're not really in the hunt for anything, so we'll just hold him out for his long term
0: health.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: one thing, the one thing I want to be honest with, though, we had a chance in that charity league. He was there. He was going to be our wide receiver. Or, I mean, running back too.
1: We had good we, discussion. Yeah, on that, Yeah, we too. had a good
0: discussion. We had Adrian Peterson who was the number one pick overall for us, and we had I think that was the fourth round. Yeah, we had that choice. We knew he wasn't going to come back. We were the first pick, so we weren't going to get him twenty through twenty three picks, twenty four picks later. Uh, we had
3: two picks but, in a row debating him.
0: Yeah, we had two picks in a row. And we stayed away from. It. Do you regret taking Amari Cooper or
2: Martavis Bryant? Absolutely not. I don't. I regret saying saying
3: taking Amari that's... Cooper over Latavius
2: Murray. You you do? Yeah. I, I think in Latavius. In the Bre- TPR league. Yeah. I think really?
4: We, I, I you're I, I, wrong. I'll, I'll tell well, you that right now. You may be wrong, but I, I can tell you this: I was I'm close with you because what we have at running back and how our roster
3: has shaped out, like in an l- overall view of the team. Like, I think we could have got wide receivers later and our running backs are so sort of you know AP and then not much it's like AP Crowell not only that like, I mean, it's, it's a best it's a best
2: it's ball league. Yeah. it's be a taken.
4: best ball league and and this is where I think Murray could have given eggs. us four weeks of and huge a, of huge whereas amari Cooper is going to give us steady weeks but I don't think he's going to give us those huge weeks I think he will it's, I hope so I think but it's, I, it's I,
0: PPR I, I, yeah he will I think it will, too. I hope I, so. but, I, but I agree with what you say. I think if you are thinking about a few big games, I do think Murray's... Uh, it, it, I think that's where he lies. Over a season... Seen, Three picks, right there. Over a season, he scares me in right. the fourth round. Yes. And, exactly. in, and it's nice to have an AP, but if you're going in the fourth round and you're doing a running back two with Murray... I feel like that kind of contra I, I I don't like that I don't like that combo. But the beautiful thing about us, we'll find out. He might come out and just be like a top ten jersey seller this year. He could be feel like that team and I've said it to you, I know you're down on the Raiders, but there's something about that Raiders team right now. They're 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 still two years away from it, maybe three, but there's still gonna be this this bridge to a new a there new is. era in fantasy football and as a team that Holds fast with that offense. It I, starts starts with a lot of these three
4: components. Cooper, obviously, Carr, and Murray's. Here's importance. the thing, I agree with you, but you know what the, but the scary thing might be is that the best thing that ever happened to Latavius Murray was them signing Amari Cooper to now not have defenses focus on the run.
2: I think that one of the biggest, I, I don't want to say it's a big problem, but it is a problem. Roy Halu and Trent Richardson behind him. I'm sorry, you guys may not have Trent any don't. faith in Trent Richardson anymore, but he has worked his ass off and supposedly
4: looks awesome. He yeah, still doesn't know how to run awesome into a hole. From what I hear. He still does not know how to pick a hole. But and, he's still and hit it with
2: a high high draft pick. I know. Man, it, I'm sorry, look, dude. It, it, I
4: see him as being one of these guys where his, his success was as, in Cleveland was as a receiver when the play broke down, and then he's able to then have open space around him to make a move. He just can't... He's not decisive. We talked about who was it earlier that they, they can't run into the line and hit a hole. Trent Richardson. <laughs>
2: there you <laughs> go. <laughs> thank,
0: thank you very much. Stuff I. Um, I, I agree, but we'll see. People, you know, there, there's a great line from a Tame Impala song right now. People say that uh, people don't change. That's bullshit. They do. And Trent Richardson. Agreed. Maybe. He's a, a youngster. This isn't a guy that's old and just is fading out. Maybe this last opportunity. So, great point. And I know that you've been high on Helu. A number, in, 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 especially yeah, in PPR, guy, the guys and are now going he's, he's another guy. So, if, if, if Murray starts getting hurt and banged up, which happens, uh, we'll see. It's a it real iffy situation. Santa! Yeah? You're bringing my
2: present early? No.
3: But I never
1: told
3: you what I wanted.
1: I said I didn't bring it to shit. Okay, good. I want a stuffed elephant. A pink one. Well, wish in one hand, shit in the other one. See which one fills up first. Okay.
3: <laughs> uh, so was yeah. Tart Richardson the wish or the shit? That's it. That sh- <laughs> scenario.
0: <laughs> that is awesome. And
4: at first it was a wish, and then it was a shit. <laughs>
0: Who's gonna kill? It. There you go. All right, <laughs> yeah. Walford or Rivera? I think Walford seems to be moving up a bit. There's more and more news about him. Uh, not, who knows? What not for
3: it? this season in fantasy football. No, I, he's, I, he's I, a blocker.
0: I, I agree, and I don't think either of these guys are great for fantasy football at all. I mean, Rivera uh,
3: finished no. his, what, top 15, top 20 option last year?
2: Yeah, yeah he but it was based on about a four, five, five game, uh, game stretch and that's where what he really took control.
4: That's of. his problem, though. He gets dinged up faster than anybody. He's you know, tiny for a tight end. And it's he like takes, he pounds. does not know how to take a hit either. He leaves himself completely wide yeah. open and exposed on plays where he. Will make the great catch and he'll get annihilated and then he won't play for three weeks. Yeah. It's Wolford
2: f- for long term for sure.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Um And he, he'll, he'll actually he may play more snaps this year than Rivera, but it won't be as a fantasy component. Uh, you, you just don't want the situation there.
0: Love it. Depth chart behind Cooper. We know what Cooper is. They they signed Crabtree. What's happening there? Uh, is there anyone worth? throwing a shout out. We know there's a lot of players there. It could Crabtree surprise. He's going super late. What are your thoughts on it? Anyone want to uh, broach the
2: subject? Honestly, yeah, he could. He could surprise. He was an elite talent and he's had his problems and he's had his injuries but he was an elite talent at one point point. and Amari Cooper is a rookie. The possibility is always there. Rod Streeter is next on the depth chart there, and he's a, he's a, a very steady, good receiver that is underestimated in real football. I'm not going to say in fancy, but in real football, Rod Streeter's next in line there. Andre Holmes and maybe Kembrel uh, Tompkins, who knows there, uh, but whatever. But yeah, Crabtree, I don't want to see he's a, th- a real threat to Cooper, the possibility is always there for surprise. The kid was supremely talented coming out of college and had a couple of really nice seasons and nice games. The the last
0: time I won a championship in our league, Crabtree came up big, huge when it when it mattered most in the championship huge. game. Out of nowhere, yeah. Crabtree. Uh, my last championship in our league, I give Crabtree, a player that we know I love from a team, a lot of credit in yeah. that game. Out of nowhere, just like oh, wow, well, we're going to win this. Crabtree mm-hmm. scored us a lot of points. We weren't <laughs> expecting no, that.
2: Two, two, two touchdowns,
0: one, but, one, And, one, and
4: one. I wouldn't expect it this year either because for me, I'm not on him. Here's a guy that it took him till his fifth year to, to make the breakout. And after he made the breakout, he never really recapitalized on it. So it was a guy that came in with a lot of hype, faded off, then made a resurgence, and then failed to capitalize on it and was an ultimate disaster last year. All right, amen. It'll be fun to watch. I love him. But, but, fourth but,
2: year, fourth year breakout.
0: It thought.
4: was fourth, fourth year. Okay, yeah. I thought it was good. But the fact for me is that uh, if you're able, to, if you want to look for him this year, this is the time that you're going to go for that guy. If you have a feeling, this is when you do it because no one has him on the radar.
3: Dwayne Bowe or Mike Crabtree?
0: Crabtree for me. Dwayne Bowe. Uh, for me. you know what? Dwayne Bow. Dwayne Bow. God I, I would still that.
4: have to say Dwayne Bo. God. Dwayne, Dwayne Bo. Dwayne. I win! <laughs> 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 All right, everybody check your tears for that. All right, I only got one other
1: thing to say. Is Daddy home? He's on an adventure exploring mountains. He's been gone a long time. Exploring mountains, huh? How long is he going to be gone? Till next year. Yeah? What about mommy? She lives in God's house with Jesus and Mary and the ghost and the long-eared donkey and Joseph and the talking walnut. Well who the fuck takes care of you then? Grandma. Huh? What's her name? Grandma. Bell <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking with me. You did that on purpose. You sit there and you play like the fucking deadlights are falling off of you, and then suddenly you're like fucking Seabasket all over the goddamn place. You're a smart ass is what you are, kid. Well, Sea Basket,
0: Sea Basket. Seabasket <laughs> <laughs> H- Hank Basket. <laughs> Hank uh, Oh! He's got more
3: talk on this show. Than when he actually played in the NFL. Absolutely, sure. well, you know
4: why. <laughs> and and more passes. Uh, he's got. Uh, I think he's gotten more ass or pussy because it was it the transgender that he was with. Or the, was it hey, was it she barely just turned uh,
2: about that. That's his story.
0: <laughs> hi Aiken, What do you say? Let's take this off. Let's take this off air. Gender uh, Broncos. <laughs> let's let's see what these guys are up to. Still, it's it, still Peyton Manning's it, team. Whose team is this? It's still Peyton Manning's team. Is this still a team that is
2: the run pedigree more. of fantasy football? Uh, listen, they're, they're going to run more, but, uh, well, that's a lot of points for CJ Anderson then. That's fine until he gets injured, and then Monty Ball gets some, and then Ronnie Hillman gets some, and then CJ comes back and he gets more, and that's what's going to happen there. But Peyton Manning is going to get a ton of fantasy points. As he usually does, and it's got, a lot of it's going to go to Demarius Thomas, and Emmanuel Sanders is going to get right in the 14, 15, 16, 17 range when it comes to fantasy. And then you got Caldwell, uh, not Caldwell, uh, sorry, Cody Latimer, Cody Latimer, who's going to finally break out a little bit and get some
3: uh, good love What do you got? Over or under 35
4: touchdowns for Peyton Manning? Under. Under? Yeah, I'm 32. I'm going career. This is where I was going to mm. go. I think he goes back to career averages. 4,500 passing yards, 32 passing touchdowns, and like 11 interceptions. So like QB5-ish. Yeah, yeah, but top five, though. So he's still going to put up great numbers. It's Garrett Kubiak's offense. This is a guy who really likes to push the the, the zone Run block offense, and he's going to do everything he can to to set up. So, this is where this is where I'm I'm even talking myself into. I need to move up C.J. Anderson on my on my tiers. Welcome to the world. Yeah, no, I know, but I'm not going to go to where you guys are going. Top five or whatever. I'm going to hover around seven or eight. I may move him ahead of Matt Forte. Is probably where I feel comfortable with him because of the (laughs) offense that they're in, but. I've also heard all these rumors, and I want to see what's going to happen, and this is what's scary when you're thinking about drafting Peyton Manning, is that they're talking about every once in a while bringing Brock Osweiler in for a series or two, like... What is this college football? We're looking at the junior versus the sophomore. What the fuck are we doing? This is Peyton fucking Manning. Are you fucking nuts? It drives me crazy. So I'm the only for person me. that for me hasn't
0: effed up on this. I know. I like it. You just do- tripled it down. I tripled
4: it down because it one, one,
0: three. And this one, one bothers
4: me because it's fuck, like Fuck,
0: fuck. I'm if you are
4: Peyton Manning. <laughs> there you go. You took, you took it. Okay, no <laughs> If more. you're Peyton Manning. How can you sit here and go, we want to we do this type of a thing? And so, again, I worry about the coaching change. I worry about them wor- worrying about his age and everything. I believe in Peyton, but at the same time, I can't over-push for him because of what I'm hearing about this, and we'll see.
2: C.J. Anderson should be number five for you at this point. Uh, you're absolutely right on that, Stags, and I, I, he should be right up there. He's a Peyton Manning running back. Anybody who stays healthy with Peyton Manning is always a top five running back, especially if they're good. Peyton Manning is playing in a different age now. You talk about career, aver- he career averages. Average <laughs> he is a different age He is a different age You talk about career averages, you're talking about a whole different age of football. The career averages jump now. It's not 30 touchdowns a year. It's not 32 anymore. His career averages, you put that on par with this t- today in age, you're talking 38 Forty, for sure. He's over thirty-five this year.
4: No, yeah. I understand, but you want know when we're talking Period. about when we're talking about like like uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger is a guy that's never thrown for more than thirty-two touchdowns in his career. It's Ben Roethlisberger. I know, but we're talk- I'm talking about the prolific. This golfing. is Peyton fucking Manning. I said, know. Right? I understand. That's <laughs> what I said. It is Peyton, <laughs> Peyton fucking Manning, but I'm thinking that Peyton fucking Manning comes back to Peyton fucking Manning of old. Guys, so, can we not say, I'll say that? I'll stop anymore? it. I'll
0: stop it. You guys are like Here's, Mel Brooks uh, trying to outdo I each just other. watched his
4: <laughs> special that he did and it was like I'm like wow Mel you've really gotten old because your jokes are all for 70 year old Jews or older. <laughs> anyway, which, which you must have been dying I was I for, have been the, it. for the, for the <laughs> first for the first 10 minutes of it. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he did he said earlier on the on the video cast he did for Pyro Proud. "We're schwitzen. I was schwitzen. I was schwitzen. <laughs> let's let's move on to um, quickly, you've got faith in CJ. You've got faith in CJ. I think you and I are influenced by him and love the situation. We're we're, we're, coming, bit, around. we're, we're coming, coming around. We're coming around. The situation will be great. What we have done in the in the charity league that we didn't grab him, we did grab Ball and Hillman. So we know the team in that situation is amazing, regardless because of Peyton Manning. And regardless. I think
4: that's a great point because while CJ is going to have all the opportunity in the world. Last year was the first year he did anything. And he was third string at, at this one year. Ago. Right, and he came in later in the year where he made his big splash was about was it week 6, 7, or 8, somewhere around there, where he got, he got about three or four weeks in a row. It was like 25, 26, 30 carries, got a ton. And he was ultra productive, and then all of a sudden it started to drop off a little bit. So this is where there's, there's still questions there. That's all I'm saying with C.J. Anderson. I
2: will say this. Uh, in our two leagues... That, that we're in, the the, the, the two different expert leagues, We were never in a position to ever draft a wide receiver on their team. True. We've, uh, we have grabbed, um, as we'll talk about in a minute, Virgil Green. Yeah. Uh, because we believe in that sort of situation there. Of the upside of it. Of the upside of it, of course. But we were never in position. Uh, we were the sixth pick in, in the first expert draft, and we grabbed a Le'Veon Bell. Which we are extremely happy about. Now so, but big. there was no chance at getting anything like a Demarius Thomas. Or even an Emmanuel Sanders on either way, back or forth. So there was no chance to get that. We do believe that Denver still is an elite fantasy offense. Well, no, no. We couldn't Emmanuel
4: with. Sanders, but we said no. Because we know what he said... And we know that there was no reason that you're going to draft him as a second-round draft pick. Yeah, yeah,
2: I mean, of course, we could have.
4: In our other drafts, we had the number one overall pick, so Demarius, it was all gone.
2: Yeah, Demarius was gone, Yeah, all that Mm -hmm. stuff.
4: Let's
0: let's talk about that, then. Let's talk about the expectation of that wide receiver crew Demarius signed. Last time we did this podcast, him and Dez weren't signed, correct? Mm -hmm. Right, that's correct. there were some unknowns. You were willing to gamble on it. You went dead high in a lot of the early leagues and mocks and whatnot. But now both of those guys are there. So Demarius is back. You got Emmanuel. Uh, you got Wes is out. Virgil Green and, uh, and uh, Owen Daniels. Daniels. What are the expe- expectations of that receiving core when we know that the running game is, is going to be uh,
4: have such an important part of it? I think that this where why I'm downgrading Demarius. Because Dez doesn't have all that other protection around him. Dez is pretty much, it's what's going on at the running back situation there. Who is there to compete with Dez at the wide receiver or tight end position? Nobody. It's an aging team around him, so he's going to be the focal point of that offense. So I like Dez no matter what. That's why he's my bona fide number one. Demarius scares me because you have C.J. Anderson who can handle a running load. You have um, all Emmanuel Sanders, who's going to be a very viable second receiver. You have you know, uh, the, the tight ends and Virgil Green and, and, and what they have they are going to. Gonna, Owen Daniels. And Owen Daniels, who are going. Who knows <laughs> oh, I, don't oh, Owen Daniels. I said, no, no, no. You're like, Owen Daniels.
0: And no, no, no. Daniels. Thank
4: you. Thank you. Thank you. Who knows Gary Kubiak's offense. And you have Cody Latimer, who is a guy who's on the rise. And so you have too many more. Pieces around Demarius that scare me that I would not want to take him until it was later second round in drafts.
0: And he's gone by the way. And he's gone by the so which, mean which means
4: that I'm basically wiping things. him off of my team because I expect with the change from uh, the, 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 the Gase offense to the Kubiak offense, it's going to be more run-oriented. Yeah, uh,
2: and, and it will be more run-oriented, but Manny will still make his mark. When it comes to the, the uh, tight end debate with within that right now, Owen Daniels was brought in there because he knows Kubiak, but he's old and he doesn't play as well anymore. Mm-hmm. Virgil Green has always been a another one of those di- uh, di- uh, di- Under- Under- Underwear Olympics type guys where the guy is a freak. Mm-hmm. He's another one of those freaks in the Julius Thomas type mode. So you bring in Owen I'm Daniels
4: to teach him how to be successful exactly. in the offense.
2: Virgil Green will pay off for you at some point when you grab him and you'll be able to grab him later. Oh, Daniels will probably pay off for you At some point First as well First four or
4: five weeks
2: Exactly But he's old I'm telling you He's old and he's decrepit and He can barely move anymore I'm telling you That guy has played way too long I get, I'm get. telling you He will retire after the season And he might be retired In the middle of the season His body is for <laughs> shit right now I'm telling you He can barely move anymore so Virgil Green is a great call. By
4: the way, Owen Daniels is outside right now. He wants to talk to me. Yeah, he a conversation. At least he knows his name.
1: No 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 no.
4: No 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 no. No
0: no
2: no.
4: No, no, no.
0: of my thing. No, 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 you're really adamant that this guy, Peyton, departure of Orange Julius, whatever is happening with the, the, the current situation, this guy could be ready to I
3: feel like I started it. this train. Why do you think they
2: you let
4: Julius start. go <laughs> <laughs> <through>? You did. <laughs> Quickly.
2: Dr. Still, another I, one of my guys. Re- uh, <laughs> it's his I, guy.
4: <laughs> don't you know it's his guy?
2: I wrote about both of those guys uh, years ago when they were drafted. Virgil Green and Julius Thomas. Loved them both. And it was too bad that they didn't use him correctly. Yeah, I read. I, an and article. then they got Peyton Manning.
0: Then I, I read. I love dogs. I read an article about him two years ago. <laughs> I was high on him since then.
1: King me. Son of a bitch! You <laughs> lousy, cheating <tasty> little shit! <laughs> nice. All
0: right, let's move on to our last team. Unless anything, any guys have no, anything else for? The Mile High Fellas. Uh, Let's go to Kansas City. And uh, it's the last team we got. It's pretty exciting. Actually, we've done all right. We've kept it pretty real here on on compartmentalizing and keeping it about 9 to 12 minutes per team, right?
1: That's an awesome fucking story, kid.
0: (laughs) Would you start playing that after everything I say? Please? Can we put that in the bin? Uh, That's an awesome fucking story, kid. I've got more where that sure. came from. Sure? Yeah. I like it. Can I, can I have it again? No. <laughs> oh, hey, so guys, Kansas City, you guys for
1: obviously... For make a move and stick with it, would you?
0: I'm sticking with it. The one thing I'll say before we go into Kansas City, and I had no idea about this, and no. I'm really into underprivileged children and, and I, I want our, our company here, Pyromaniac to do a better job of, of giving back and doing cool things but I had no idea that Jamal Charles, when he was 10 years old, was in the Special Olympics Really? Special wow. Olympics For what? Running Wow At 10 years, he this, was, in a, was in a special then? learning disability Wow, he won, he won the gold in the Special Olympics that's been happening right now, and he was the guy that at the sign-off, he was the last guy to talk about it. An NFL running back, when he was ten years old, Jamal Charles was in the Special was in the uh, was in the Special Olympics. Yeah. that is amazing. That is amazing. And he said, he's like, you know, when I was when I was that age and I was going there, he's like, I was scared. I I had speech impediments I had learning disabilities
4: But I was fast That shows why he's so dedicated to, And so single minded in what he does That should make you want to draft him even more It's, unbe- it's, it's just unbelievable in
0: general um, I don't know When I read that and I've, I, since, I
1: fighter,
0: that, since I saw that Since I saw that it, it's, it's shocking But Special Olympics In the Special Olympics Jamal
3: Speaking of fighters Eric Berry returned to camp Great today call. Uh, you know, cancer yes. free. Yes. So you know, congrats. The uh, the Chiefs have some good storylines going on, some positive vibes for them. That's and awesome. Eric, you know, I've been a fan of Eric Berry ever back since to, to his Tennessee days, and he was coming out at the same time as Taylor Mays and somebody wanted to have a debate with me about who's the better safety. And being a USC fan, like yeah. this, it really hurt me to have to side with Eric Berry. Right. <laughs> but he's just a dynamic athlete at the position. And I'm happy to see him back on the field. Yeah, that's, that's
4: Kudos awesome. on that.
0: That is awesome. Uh, let's get into the fantasy side of things. That is awesome though, because did he play a- at all last year? I feel like it happened that, right, it right the after the playoffs, or or so just he didn't play at all last year. No, right? he
3: played last year, but I feel like there was just a point where it was like maybe it was real late in the season where they're like, Oh, uh, you're right, you're Eric right. Eric Berry,
4: you know, is. Got John Hoskins living or something.
2: no, Fomar. I, I, I'm he not played, sure. If he, okay,
4: so he played uh, through. He, he he played in the first two weeks, then he missed until week eight, or game eight, and then uh, eight, nine, ten, eleven, and then he was done.
0: Well, that's so, yeah. just that, that's awesome, man. And he he's a good guy, and he's a a, a face of the franchise. Class, class act, class, yes, class act. So you know, there's a lot of stories, and I'll mention one. Uh, more here. Mike Pyle, our friend, Cameron Pyle.
2: Yeah.
0: Mike Pyle, he was a center back uh, during the Ditka days, coach George Hallis, Chicago Bears, passed away today. Uh, he used to do the Ditka show Yeah, uh, I mean, back when Ditka was the coach. He's a guy that's played with Ditka. He's a guy that, uh, you know, just a big part of Chicago football, a Yale graduate, a new Trier kid. Uh,
4: Yale passed, graduate like uh, Gary Fensick. There you go Pat, who Like lives, my
0: grandfather actually Who lives right down the street Gary Fensick uh, Yeah He oh, lives right nice. down Schubert Hot wife um, <laughs> yeah. Hey barbecue! I know where I'm going <laughs> he, Where's for? Gary <laughs> Let's go out. I was just going to get A a, a red box
4: Hey Gary Is Gary here? around What do what you want A romantic comedy <laughs> <laughs> Gary here I'm Mr. Clean They call me Hitman Don't know what they mean You'll find out <laughs> When
0: I hear Gary I'm more of a uh, I'm more of a weird science Gary oh. Gary. Gary, I don't toss off Mom. Gary
4: I don't know all who right.
0: you're
2: talking about I want you to shut the hell up Let's
0: talk about Macklin You're believing he can do some stuff Much more than the rest of us That happens You're like I'm ready to go Macklin here We're all like stags Go work out and lose more weight <laughs> uh, Let's see Jeremy Macklin
3: has, you know, been, okay, one great season. But other than that, he's never really played, you know, a full season. Um, And when he did, it was very early in his career. He's playing in a system that he's very comfortable with, so he doesn't have to spend time getting to know uh, everything about it. And, yeah, you know, Alex Smith is Alex Smith. But he still helps... My, Michael Crabtree put up, you know, 800 yard seasons in 14, 14 games, thousand yard season one time, uh, with some help from Colin Kaepernick. I just think that using the slip screens and them getting him the ball underneath, like you know they will, because you know he's got a noodle arm, so they got to get the ball to the guy in space. Uh, Macklin has the ability in the yards after catch game to get it going and be a, another one of those types of 80 catches. 4,000 type yards and then get like five or six touchdowns because you know he's not going to be a 10-touchdown guy in this sort of offense.
4: No, and he's going to have that regression back to, look, Andy Reid was his coach when he was in Philadelphia when he was drafted. Andy Reid is bringing him back, but Andy Reid... Never really had any dynamic, amazing receivers underneath him while he was a coach in Philadelphia for ten years, and they were going to NFC Championship games or the Super Bowl, unless it was Terrell Owens. And, and then they had Sean a, and Jackson because he had like he was a top ten receiver one year.
2: Okay. Jeremy Maclin never had a thousand yards
4: under Andy Reid, and okay.
2: he won't again.
4: That's where I was trying to go. Thank you for bringing me back to to more of where I wanted to go with it because. Under him, it was like 900 yards. It's going to be, look, he'll get chances, but he's not going to have the opportunities that he had. And the problem is, is for where he'll be drafted based on what he did last year. So unless you have a league of super, super smart people who are all waiting until the exact right time to take him, there is no one who is drafting Jeremy Macklin this year. He's only being overdrafted. There's only so many
2: passing yards to go around in that offense. Are you telling me that... Kelsey isn't going to do what you think. Are you telling me that Jamal Charles isn't going to do what you think? Because if those two flop, then sure, Mackin will get thousand one hundred yards and five touchdowns. But that's only if those two flop. He's robbed. If if, if those two are okay, he gets eight hundred fifty to nine hundred yards and four touchdowns at most.
4: I can see Charlie says. Check no, it down okay. to Jamal. Charlie <laughs> says, "Don't throw it to yeah, Jeremy. That's, that's
2: what you're saying. Is what you're saying is that Kelsey yeah. or and or Charles will flop.
4: So how many
3: yards are there to go around realistically? Thirty-five hundred yards passing. No, twenty-nine hundred to yeah.
4: thirty-two hundred.
3: Maybe he, aver- he, has, 3, 200 per, he has per per game averages of what? Two
4: hundred twenty yards a game. And he hasn't played in week
3: 17 in like the last two seasons. But those
4: numbers generate the fantasy points for a wide receiver that are going to be game-differing-making points.
0: Can I be honest? Let me say this. I think you're right. I think he can get 1,000 yards. But we know that the touchdowns aren't there. I think there's no question about it. Alex Smith can sling a thousand yards to him. I think I don't know if you think Kelsey. We'll talk to him about him in a minute. Is getting a thousand yards? I don't. Uh, but I think I think Macklin can get a thousand. But it's going to be that four touchdowns kind of zone. I don't know. I'm scared, and we could be wrong. He can break ninety-yard touchdowns. There's though. just so few passes. I,
3: I, what, what was the passing yards per
2: game? Uh, well, he had. Uh, t- 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 Two eighteen, no uh, yeah. no no that's uh, yeah, I mean, two hundred twenty. So uh, no no actually yeah. So the like,
3: thousand yard
4: season broke up over sixteen games is what like sixty three yards a game. Let me ask you a question though, days Would you rather have the thousand yard receiver who's getting sixty five yards a game, or would you rather have the thousand yard receiver who's getting? Dog shit crap for five games, but for four of those games is getting uh, you know 120, 130 yards. Is Macklin going to be that guy? I think he makes a, a, a difference for your fantasy team. on A, I don't know a couple matches? games. I think Macklin could have a couple. I know, games. know he'll, he'll, he'll. Of course, he's going to have a couple. Fine. Games. Give so me a really, give
3: me a real world example of who I'm comparing him to. Is it like? Mike Devery
2: Ma- Henderson. like Mike, bad. Not that <laughs> bad. <laughs> it's not
4: that bad. It's not <laughs> that
2: bad. It's not you that bad. Two like, great games a year. But... Is
3: it like Mike Wallace now well, versus so, Jeremy Macklin?
4: Here's yeah. the problem. The problem is that what Jeremy <laughs> Macklin did last that's year hilarious. was put up some huge games. Like yeah. multiple touchdowns, 180-yard type games. Like one year week for you flat out. And who was throwing on the ball? Mark, yeah. Mark Sanchez? No. Here's he's a great quarterback? Hold on. Here's the difference. Here's the difference. Chip Kelly offense. Okay? Huge. Since Huge. Chip Kelly has Huge come into the league, the league, what he did with Deshaun Jackson and taking him from his career numbers to his career high numbers, what he did with Jeremy Macklin from his career numbers to his career high numbers, where we're talking about what he's going to do with Nelson Aguilar, what he's going to do with Jordan Matthews, I believe him because he's done it for two years. Jerry Macklin was the same guy under Andy Reid's offense for all these years. Now, all of a sudden, you're going back into Andy Reid's offense with Alex Smith, the quarterback, and I'm supposed to assume that it's going to continue it like better? it was under... It's no, not gonna it's not going to get better. <laughs> the one not. reason why
0: I think it will get better, and correct me if I'm wrong, is this Andy Reid's second year or third year, is that coach? It's like his fourth
2: year there. It doesn't matter.
0: Third, oh year. third, year. Is it third, year. third year. Chip Kelly's been there for two years. This so yeah. yeah. is his third, so year. third year. I think it can get better. But I don't think Kelsey and Mathlin can be better. I think I think, I think Smith can, can throw more passes and get more touchdowns obviously after last year. So but look at the history. I, 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 but I, I think it can get better. I really do think so. Um, with, with Smith more so. It's where do you want to roll the dice with that? There's just it's not sad, that many I'll roll, the dice really want to roll the because dice. I'll
4: roll the dice on Kelsey because of what Vernon Davis did. With Alex Smith, as compared oh, what to what Michael Crabtree did, with,
2: what every with Alex tight end Smith. does with yeah. Andy Reid. Well, that too. That's it. What every tight end does with Andy
4: Reid. Right when they had the Pinkstons and the and 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 the and the hang baskets and the crap wide receivers,
2: it <laughs> was Brent Selleks who were making a it hay. It's because he loves his tight ends. He doesn't right. give a shit about wide receivers. It's a great That's,
0: point. It's a great point. Well, let's. Uh, that'll be interesting to watch. This team is a good team as far as football goes. Mm-hmm. Fantasy. It's an anomaly. Uh, let's go to. The quickly defense and
2: has gotten back together, too. Yeah,
3: the defense too. is yeah.
1: it's a solid. Well, yeah. Don
3: Terry Poe injury, uh, you know, yeah. potentially out on the pup list that for the first six yeah, weeks. That he's their major run stuffer. Yeah, that hurts. And he's got some great, great running backs to go up against uh, uh, early in the season in the form of like Arian Foster, C.J. Anderson, mm-hmm. and the likes of those guys. And they got
4: the pressure of all the money they paid to Houston and to see if that... He's have, not a run stuffer. No, and, and the fact that they're not going to have Poe there in the beginning is going to put extra pressure on him and it could just snowball on them.
0: Nile Davis is a guy that we've been taking late in drafts because, lo and behold, if Jamal Charles does get banged up or go down, all of a sudden you're insta-20 carries uh, plus whatever uh, receptions you can get. We love that guy. Again, we don't like going into any situation saying, God, we really want this guy, Jamal, a player we love, to get injured so that we can get fanfare from Nile Davis. But that's the way you play the game. Those are the situations that... If that does arise, now, Davis, as the, the situation, the coaching, the scheming,
4: everything, just be like, wow. That's it, because you said it. The coaching, the scheming. This is Andy Reid's offense. Andy Reid does not highlight the wide receivers. He highlights the tight ends, and he highlights the oh, right. oh, running back. Running back is his focus. He is old school, old school, old school. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And I actually think that Niall does get a few more carries this year. No, we, just even been with Jamal Charles in there and healthy. Sure. It. It's yeah. just got to happen that way a little bit. I think Jamal is actually probably one, almost the most healthy he's been in a long time, actually. So he should be able to carry that load and do very well with it. But I still think he gets Niall involved a little bit more. Especially because there's the facade of there being a bit more spread with Jeremy Macklin there. You have to kind of guard out there a little bit, which they will, and they may double him because there's nobody else to guard at this point. You're talking Chris about the family, uh, Chris Conley, a rookie,
4: from or Georgia. Albert Wilson.
2: Are you kidding me? So Macklin will maybe be doubled at this point. I don't know. I just uh, that's my feeling on this. I just I'm not into that whole wide receiver situation. I don't even Either
4: think that way they
2: feel. But they I think Nile Davis does have um, a better year. At, on his own, regardless, one way or another.
4: But regardless, you should draft this guy deep in your drafts as your fifth or sixth running back if he's still there, because even as your fourth potentially, because of what he could be if something does happen to Absolutely. him. Absolutely,
2: and that's the reason, almost the reason, why Andy Reid may run Charles uh, Charles into the ground because he knows Nile Davis performs just as well in that role. And it's strange to say that because it almost is just as well. Every time now Davis gets that starting nod, it's like holy shit! That well, guy ran for one hundred and eighty yards,
4: twenty-nine fantasy points per game last year when he started. Was that yeah. the yeah. stat? one hundred and eighty yards ser- and like two in a carry downs? league, though, and, and, and a point two carry five. Point
0: two, okay, but, still, cool. but I've I mean, talked to a number of people that know that I love and Nile Davis is a handcuff, and I've been talking about a lot on shows, and we're all, we're all we all agree with it. But people are like, wow. You look at Nile Davis and they people last year that had him on their team and was in when he was in their lineup, won them weeks.
4: He had oh, yeah. big,
2: big weeks. Absolutely,
0: for That's the players.
4: Key. When we talk about all these things, this is where for me it, it comes down to everything. Now, can you predict them? But you can if they're a replacement, right? It's it's harder with like the wide receiver three or whatever to predict when that big week's going to come. But if you're grabbing that handcuffed guy, and you're grabbing, or even, even if it's a wide receiver, you're grabbing them because if they have the opportunity to start, they have the opportunity to finish top in
0: the league. Well, with running backs, and you're going to say this quickly, there are about five slots in the league where the second running back, if he's getting the totes, it's not that different from the from the guy ahead of him. The coolest thing about Probably less than five, The sorry. coolest
2: thing about Nile Davis, and we may even be able to end up Kansas City on this, because yeah, it, it kind of is the way it is with this team a little bit. It's his combination of confidence and humility. He stated outright just a couple of weeks ago, I am just as good as Jamal Charles. Yet yeah. this is Jamal Charles' team, and I have no problem with it. That's, it's his team. I will wait my turn. I'm second in line to him, but I am just as good as him. And everybody knows it. And it's true. He is. He's just as good as him. You put him in that lineup exactly in Ch- Jamal Charles' role, he does exactly what Jamal Charles except does. You wonder you know lower, who he's going
4: to be? Except at a lower average. You wonder, but
2: you, only yeah. because Jamal Charles was used less early in his career. And that is why Nile Davis is used sparingly.
4: Jamal go, uh, Charles
2: was used in specific roles early in his career. I'll say Very this,
4: Jamal Charles is like that more Giovanni Bernard type guy when he came in. He's the guy that can just come in, be that flash guy, and do whatever. Niall, he needs to have the carries. Give him the carries. You give him 20 carries to 22 carries a game, he's going to break three or four of them for big runs. Uh, uh, at
2: that's least 125 to 130 yards.
0: That's
4: my point. No
2: doubt. I
0: love it. I love it. We're going to let you end the show with your boy, Kelsey. It's a Kelsey to when I say you, we're talking yeah, about who's, stag, who's, who's stag you. Stag party. When I said no, when I said Kelsey, I every, all our listeners know. Like, oh, you. I have no idea what he's playing at. Oh Kelsey at stag party. Give us a last little hurrah on Stag on uh Kelsey and we're done with the show. I am impressed. <laughs> he's dog, your guy. Dog, he's upset. Guy, but he's your guy, but he's in love with him this year much more than you are. He's your guy, dog. I so think we I both have
4: this tight end, too, right? For those who want to know, Dog, dog just got up, yeah. walked around his chair three times, had his hands up in the air, and was like, Poof, my guy! In guy. <laughs> I him. had him when he was a junior <laughs> no, in high give, school. I'll give him to you this year because no, tight ends guy.
2: are a different anomaly to me than they are with you. He's your guy this year. Yeah, I'll give you. You wouldn't draft Kelsey in the fourth
0: round, would you? No, I would not. Would you draft him in the fifth round? He would draft him for possible. Oh, I have <laughs> I've never drafted. Okay, him before. Fair, enough, fair, so before.
4: Enough, fair enough. So, by the way, though, just want to say, dog is you. You are doing yeoman's work. You've given up Kelsey. You've given up Martavis Bryant on this podcast. This is your most giving podcast of all time. You're a giver. You're a giver. Come on, Stags. Get
0: on the golf clap. You're a giver. Thank You're a giver. You're, you. a giver. You're a giver. Last, <laughs> <laughs> close it out and we're going. <laughs> Tight end two, Travis Kelsey. That's all I got.
2: All right. Well, all right. What I'm to say is That's that we're shot this number, number two this year. Behind Gronk, I'm with you on that. I am with you on that. I think he's got that potential. I am so
0: not on that board, but and I don't think you are either. No, but it's all right. I hope you're right. I don't want to be right. I want you to be right because I'm being a hater, but I just don't. It doesn't add up to me. But amen. I want you guys to be right. I
3: still haven't heard a negative argument against Kelsey that holds
2: water. Nobody has any argument against him.
3: Okay, Alex. That, I'm that's waiting. the only argument but that I got. No, that's an argument f-
2: for fifteen
3: touchdowns to Vernon Davis. I know
2: that's an argument four, if I I <laughs> I, I, I
3: for. I'm still waiting
2: for one argument for earlier when it. I said what he did for Kelsey. Vernon Davis.
4: So I was go. Go. with you there.
1: Then so
2: there,
0: there you go. go. So, all right, what
4: are let's shut this minute's That's all. Sorry,
0: party down. We've done a great job not over talking each other until there's no reason to do it in the last two minutes. No, I'm not going to give you a fist, fist bump. Because you yeah. did a great job. Fist fist Calm down, Imperials. No, it's too funny. Alright, let's fire it up. I thought this is a great show. That's the AFC. We're talking about camp battles. We're doing it up. Next week, we're going to be firing up NFC, which is going to be just as awesome. I know I like the NFC more than the AFC. And I uh, know more about it. The question is, how much do you love Pyro.
4: And will it be as long or longer than this podcast?
0: The question, the the answer is Pyro loves you more. Thanks, guys. Awesome stuff. AFC out. Pyromaniacs, let's do this. Buy that draft kit. Let's do it.
4: Lady Flash.
1: I can't remember I, I think one of them's sneezy and there's a dopey and
3: that's the
1: seven I dwarves i shit me i thought I, I thought i was thinking it was uh I, I don't know fuck kid i just call him you know bub you know i call him. i say hey bub or chief or whatever the fuck you know i tell him to make the goddamn toy what the fuck is wrong with you i can't remember this shit does everything with you have to be a fucking test